0: This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. The Wednesday edition, as we kick off hour number one, it is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, 259 9231 the Packet 8 toll-free line. You take control of the airwaves, bring up anything. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. Enjoy them for free. FreeTalkLive.com. We go to Greeley, Colorado, to start things out tonight. The Associated Press, uh, press reporting, outside a meatpacking plant fence here, a frustrated Tony Garcia watched as Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, also known as ICE, agents swarmed inside. We need help, he yelled to them. We need answers. There were a few of those Tuesday, uh There were a few of those. There were few of those, that is, answers, Tuesday, as agents began their initial sweep through Swift and Company plants in six states, arresting illegal immigrants who had brought or uh, bought or stolen other people's identities to help them get Swift jobs. Can you imagine this, Mark? People coming here to want, you know, they actually want to work?
1: Yeah, it's terrible. The whole idea that they might come across our borders and not go through the years and years of paperwork that it takes to get there. Now, because they want to get jobs and right. feed their families.
0: Now, they're going to say that these people are are criminals, right? They're going to say they're criminals because they stole somebody's identity. Well, they only stole the identities if that in, 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 indeed is true and trials haven't happened yet or anything like that.
1: And sometimes but, they just make fake identities, and sometimes the people are dead.
0: That much is all true. But let's presume that they did steal somebody's identification. Well, the only reason they did that was because we have so many laws here in the United States... Where uh, you know that require identification, that uh, these laws that prevent people from immigrating here. If we didn't have the immigration laws and people were able to just cross borders freely, then they'd have no reason to steal anybody's identification. They'd be able to come across and say, uh, Hi, my name is Raúl Gómez, and I want to come work for you. They wouldn't have to go through this uh, black market process of taking other people's identities or manufacturing fake ones. That that's
2: true, and, and also with identity theft. Bad, it's bad security to centralize all your data in one place. That's why identity theft is becoming so rampant because of the centralization, rather than the compartmentalization of your data, which was which was what it was like twenty, thirty years ago. So
0: everything's tied into your social security number. Basically.
1: Yes, right. You know, I mean, I can understand why people say that they uh, they want to have you know the rules followed at the border. Rules are good. It's nice to have people follow rules, but there's no way to stop it. There's no way to stop, stop the tide of immigration people from coming here because it's just too um, alluring, the, the the idea that you might be able to come to a country, work hard, feed your family, and the next generation, your kids won't have to scrape Actually, like you did. You, know, you won't have to live in a corrugated tin you're, shack.
0: You're wrong, Mark, and I'd like to explain why. Uh, there is a way to stop it. If you really want to stop immigration, all you have to do is succeed in making America... Less free than its surrounding uh, neighbors. Yeah, l- less desirable to live in. Right. Then, you, problem solved.
2: Right then, then we'll all move to Mexico.
0: <laughs> right. But then they can start uh, kicking us out of Mexico. but you know, that's the only way it's going to stop. Now, a conservative, so-called, or one of these immigration controllers could get on and say, well, how, how can you say we can't stop it? We haven't even tried yet. This is the first of just a few uh, raids, Mark. We've be- we barely even scratched the surface on this war I can, on immigration. I can really
1: go into that if you'd like. First off, we have tried over the years to stop immigration. We have people on the border. We have checkpoints. You have uh, um, you know, border control agents. We pay these people in order to control the border. What's happening They're bribing them and driving people. That's why we need to get the military down on the border. Military men. Hold on. Then they're going to bribe the military, and the fact is, everything you come you up mean, with the military is is unbribable. They no, can't I... be bought. The the, mili- <laughs> the military's more bribable because what you're talking about is a 19 year old kid with an automatic weapon, not a 35 year old man in a border um, outfit. The 19 year old kid's making half of the border control uh, guy. I'm sorry, mm. and he's got the...
2: 20 grand in, qu- in credit card debt.
1: Yeah, Good they're point. twice as uh, bribable, and. I don't care what you do. You can have, you know, the the wall, uh, heat sensing yeah, machine yeah, guns. Yeah, all I that. mean, helicopters, border Ooh. ninjas, people, the whole deal. You can have the whole deal, and people are going to get across because they want to get across. Look at the Chinese. The Chinese are willing to get into a um, in these boats and come across the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean is bigger than your stinking wall. Mm. And they, they're getting here. The fact is it costs them more. They, they work in indentured servitude longer, but they're just going to come no matter what they're going to come. And in the process of trying to stop illegal immigration, all you're doing is chipping away at my freedoms. Not only are you Your chipping away at my freedoms, not only are you
0: chipping away at freedoms, but you're also chipping away at the economy. You're chipping away at uh, business uh, business owners being able to run their businesses without having the feds kick in the door like they did here at Swifton Company in six states. Garcia, who said he has friends who work at the Greeley plant, was worried about the fate of school children whose parents were arrested that day. Who's going to pick them up, he asked. Yeah. The raids kept – the government doesn't care about that. No. Raids capped a 10-month investigation into an identity theft scheme that may have hundreds of victims, both U.S. citizens and legal residents, officials said. Authorities uh, didn't say how many people were arrested at the plants in the six states. The United Food and Commercial International Union workers said it would ask federal judges in all six states to halt the raids. Union spokeswoman uh, Jill Kashen said attorneys were gathering details before filing the request. Now, isn't it interesting that the union is stepping in here?
1: Well, I mean, uh, let's hope so. The unions unions have often been um, throughout our history uh, for uh, immigrants because it it hasn't oh, it's always been hard on immigrants, not as hard as it is now. But um, I sort of thought the unions would want to protect their uh, you know the white people that make up the unions. I guess that's not the case. They no. also want
2: to sign up new members sometimes too.
1: And you know, there's different kinds of there's different unions. Um, you know, the unions obviously of auto workers, I would imagine, up in Detroit is probably mostly white. It's just a guess. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, unions are going to be trying to help uh, immigrants uh, largely and, and more so as time goes by. Uh, I have uh, just a little bit on that, that yeah. union thing. It says here that uh, um, this is from um, Justin, Justin Hood at the uh, Union Observer. Okay. Uh, DHS had identified 170 identity, identity fraud suspects as it wished to it wished to apprehend, but that the agency wanted to round up as many as Five thousand other workers, because it further expected to apprehend persons who are engaged in a large-scale identity theft. Um, this is what the union officials said. Um, the total number of detained workers might be higher than five thousand. So the union is reporting that they were t- they talked to DHS and um, that it, it, they were told more than five thousand people may have been picked up in one day in six states. Wow. Uh, No
0: charges have been filed against, uh, let's see, one of the uh, and company, the the company itself. And in a written statement, the president and CEO said the company has never knowingly hired illegal workers and does not condone the practice. Well, of course, they're going to say that. Immigration officials last month informed Swift that it would remove unauthorized workers on December 4th. But Swift asked a federal judge to prevent agents from conducting the raid, arguing it would cause uh, substantial and irreparable injury to its business. What do you think the Fed said to that? Who cares? Yeah. Swift estimated that a raid would remove up to 40% of its 13,000 workers. So, sounds about right, 5,000. Yeah. Uh, After a closed hearing, a judge on Thursday rejected Swift's request, clearing the way for the raids. The six Swift plants targeted Tuesday represents all of the company's domestic beef processing capacity and 77% of its pork processing capacity. You know, I wonder wonder if uh, there was any corporate warfare going on behind the scenes here. I mean, for instance, if you are operating six plants in six states and forty uh, percent of your workforce gets knocked out overnight, you're in big trouble. you're gonna yeah, you're gonna have a hard time uh, packing those boxes full of meat, shipping them to the uh, the supermarket distribution centers.
1: If your business hasn't been dealt a death blow, it's really close.
0: yeah, so it makes me wonder if uh, the the competitors out there, the right. and Company, sort of has a politician, off the fed' a politician like that.
1: or a bureaucrat in their pocket and said, hey, you know, Swift is just—they're they're eating our lunch too many times. Yeah,
0: they probably have their share of illegal immigrant workers, but uh, like you say, they got a friend of a friend in po- um, politics mm-hmm. who pulled some strings. Swift uses a government pilot program to confirm whether social security numbers are valid. Company officials have raised questions about the program's ability to detect when two people are using the same number. So this is one of the programs. That's actually following this uh, voluntary, as they call it, government program that we've talked about in the past, where there's a federal uh, database of some sort, and the, there's some, I don't know how you call it in, or you go, to a, go on a website, I'm not sure how you interact with it, but basically when you're hiring somebody... You run that person's social security number through this federal database, and it checks them to see if they are indeed a legitimate citizen. So this company was even playing by those voluntary rules, and they still got picked on. More's on the way here. You take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is 1-800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the stuff on the site is totally free. And that includes archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can go online and get them for free at freetalklive.com. In fact, as far back as an entire year, all on the house at freetalklive.com, and get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February 23rd through the 25th. Meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, and many more. The most influential libertarians in America will be there. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum for more information and to get registered. That's org slash libertyforum. Talking about a major police raid, federal police 1,200 people, more than 1,200 people were arrested. That's according to an article from today. You're estimating as high perhaps as uh, 5,000 arrests, Mark? That's what the uh, union officials are, are estimating. That's I'm only reading it. Either way, it's a tremendous dent in the workforce uh, for Swift and Company, a meat manufacturer here in the United States. Six different, uh, six different locations were raided. Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff said Wednesday the investigation uncovered, uncovered a disturbing front in the war against illegal immigration. Hey, it, that might be the first time I've actually heard that phrase used in the news. What's that? The war against illegal immigration. I think it might be. We've been the uh, we've been using it. Like right. We thought that they were going to be calling this the war on illegal immigrants or the war on illegal immigration, and here it is.
1: I'm telling you, these other news sources listen to Free Talk <laughs> Live for their prep. <laughs> and you know what happens when they declare a war on something? What happens? Watch
2: out for your liberties and your wallet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, look at the look at the war on drugs. Uh, the Fourth Amendment pretty heavily eroded. Uh, the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, I think, also pretty heavily eroded. By the uh, the war on drugs, destruction of states' rights, so-called. All of that's down the drain because we wanted to stop some people from putting chemicals into their bodies, which, of course, nobody was ever really stopped from doing it. In fact, we found out last night that the laws against marijuana don't have any effect on teenagers' use of marijuana. No. And before that, we
2: had the war on poverty. That's right. I believe that's still going on, isn't it? Yes, but that started in the 60s. Right.
1: So you know, actually, we we were able to show that uh, to some extent, either that either they didn't have any effect on marijuana use, or they uh, they actually drove marijuana use up.
0: That's true. Yeah. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one Senator Wayne Allard in Colorado said, "I'm glad that ICE is enforcing our immigration laws in light of the illegal immigration crisis that we face across hmm. the country." Others called the raids heavy-handed and criticized the effect on families. Say, uh, local. Uh, Catholic priests said, they're taking mothers and fathers and we're really concerned about the children. I'm getting calls from mothers saying that they don't know where their husband was taken. Can you imagine how that, uh, you know, how horrible that would be to have your loved one just it would disappear te- on it you? It would be
1: terrible to have your husband or wife disappear and wouldn't know where they were. But imagine mommy daddy. if mommy and daddy were picked up in the same sweep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see any reason. I, these These people are poor. Um, it's, there's a good chance that they drive Junior to school, um, drop him off, and then drive together in the same car to this, on the same shift to the same meat packing plant, and work together as long as they possibly can, and then go back get Junior and um, you know go on home or whatever arrangements they have. It just makes sense to me that they would have one vehicle as opposed to two. I think it's very likely that there are children right now who. Um, haven't heard from, do not know where their parents are. Mm-hmm. This is this happened yesterday, right? Yeah, this is, um, well, getting reported on today, it happened, yeah, yesterday. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I think there's, it's very likely there's just children just have no idea what happened to their parents, if they'll ever see them again. Right, and that's a good question, is, you know, what is it going
0: to be like to try to reunite the parents with these kids? We know the feds don't care about that. No. If they cared about it, they would have taken some steps to find out where the kids were and, and pick them up at the same time, and I'm just saying that's if they had some semblance of uh, humanity Mm -hmm. and i don't believe that they do at this point can you imagine you've got 1200 people at least that were arrested so let's presume maybe half of them had kids let's just go with 500 kids so 1200 people arrested 500 kids out there somewhere in six different states i think your
1: numbers are mighty mighty low you think they're low
0: okay for 500 kids i I was just being wait okay so you think the number of kids should be lower um higher really well with 1200 people how many kids do you think there would be
1: there's those 1,200 people are not married to each other, mm-hmm. so you were pretty in most cases. So you, in all likelihood, maybe maybe tops five percent of them are married to each other. Mm-hmm. So the rest of them all have kids with someone else who's not involved in the scenario. And you know, it, the lower your income bracket, the more likely you are have, have had kids younger and have more of them. Okay, well, let's say 600. Let's be conservative. Say okay, 600 kids out there.
0: Can you imagine uh, the bureaucratic nightmare of trying to actually ascertain the identity of the individuals you've picked up and ascertain the identity of their kids and where they might possibly be at that moment. Because when they come home from school and find that mommy and daddy aren't there, hopefully they have a, you know, a friendly neighbor or something like that that they could go and turn to and and ask for some help. Who knows? I mean, can you imagine coming home from school as a a seven-year-old and mommy and daddy aren't there and it's three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, six? You're getting hungry. And mommy uh-huh. and
2: daddy may not even want to tell the feds that they have kids or where they are. Right, because that's the
1: true. kids might, the kids might be illegal, or um, you know they they just don't trust the police.
0: There's it, no way this is going to work out well for these kids. I mean, either they're going to end up in the hands of the government. I mean, I suppose there's some exceptions. Some of them might end up in the hands of people that care and keep right. them quiet and keep them. Hidden. I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case too. I just don't think it will be. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Tragic stories. We go to Renee in Denmark. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Wayne. Hello. Hello, Hello, Renee.
3: Nice. Uh, First time calling. uh, Hi. Podcast podcast listener.
0: Great. What's on Um, your mind?
3: This uh, military commission act. uh, I actually tried for a long time uh, to get this uh, story in the media, uh, newspaper, magazines, TV, but no one, no one both in Denmark and Norway, do actually know about this story.
0: Well, not really. I mean, what's it matter to uh, Denmark and Norway if, America is, if American government is uh, going around picking up their citizens, labeling them enemy combatants, and throwing them into uh, military breaks?
3: Exactly, exactly my point, and it's actually scary because I've I, uh, been uh, trying to do this for like two months now,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: I called three, four, five hours a day wow. to uh, different medias. What's nobody... the response? What do they say to you? Actually, I got the latest response uh, today from a Danish newspaper, mm-hmm. and uh, he actually told me it was a, uh, how do you say it in English, it was uh, a a close-down from the government, uh, so no media could actually touch the story.
0: Wait, which government? Uh, the D- Denmark government? The go- government Danish. of Denmark?
3: Yeah. I don't have the facts, though, but oh. uh, it seems to be like, it's been in the news, uh, in the blocking world, and, and you guys, uh, for a long time now.
0: So you're basically, your point is to bring it out uh, for, the, for the citizens up there to where they could know that maybe this could happen in their country? I mean, was that the idea? Just so look what's happening in America, don't let it happen here? Would that be the point?
3: Yeah, also that, uh, I've been actually illegal alien in, in the States for like four years so at some point earlier.
0: You were what? An illegal I alien? Think- what?
3: In uh, New York City. You were? Uh, I actually, yeah. Uh, I moved back in 2001 uh, after the tower fell down.
0: Just, Uh, uh, why did you move back? Just out of curiosity.
3: No, it was just that in the city. It just fell down. Everything was just quiet for a long time time to
0: head back renee thank you for the call we really appreciate hearing from you 800-259-9231 sounds like a little bit of censorship may be going on overseas interesting allegations more coming up you take control this is your show it is free talk live an update on a dead old lady with your help we can spread the message of liberty around the world consider becoming a free talk live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com if you can't afford it keep enjoying us for free If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the Packet 8 toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are totally free, and that does include the bulletin board system over 140,000 posts, Over 1,300 people interacting. It is free, like everything else is, at freetalklive.com. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com
1: to get interactive there. Do you have a child in your life? Be they son, daughter, or sibling, give them financial literacy for Christmas. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. It's a great stocking stuffer and will be shipped to you by Christmas. Check out A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com. That's com. Well, as we
0: journey back to Atlanta, Georgia, you may recall, Mark uh, and Wayne, I don't know if you're aware of this story, but a few weeks back, there was a police raid in a you know, lonely old lady's house. They kicked in the door at, I think it was about 7 o'clock in the evening. And she happened to have a uh, trusty revolver nearby, not really knowing at age 88. Uh, News news articles differed as to whether or not she was 88 or 92. But either way, she was up there in the years. And as you might imagine, when you get that old, apparently the police didn't really imagine this. um, Because they actually, as we're going to find out, didn't do any research on the house that they were raiding. So they probably didn't even know there was an old lady inside. So, old lady... Ninety-ish years old, probably probably gonna lose your eyesight a little bit by that time. Maybe uh, maybe your hearing isn't so great as it as it might have once been. So as you might imagine, being a eighty-year-old uh, or eighty-eight-year-old woman with no husband, no family living around to uh, to speak of, just essentially somebody waiting to die, um, you might just want to defend yourself. You know, you're living in kind of a scary neighborhood in Atlanta. You don't have a lot of money. You're sort of subsisting by. And somebody kicks in your door at 7 o'clock. They're shouting. What do you do? You've got a gun nearby. What would you do, Wayne?
2: If I had a gun nearby, I'd probably hold it up and maybe
0: shoot. Yeah, well, she did shoot. And uh, she shot three officers. Now, she didn't kill any of the officers. They all got uh, bullet wounds. But they did kill the lady. Shot her dead. And after the uh, the event, uh, after, it, after it occurred, the cops came out and they said, well, you know, this is obviously tragic, but uh, we were here on a legal warrant, and this woman shot at us, and therefore she deserved what she got. You know, you didn't really hear any sort of apologies coming out of the police. Right. Well, we had behavior. a legal
2: warrant. It's a no-knock warrant. That's what it was.
0: Uh, well, that is pretty much what it was. Um, and as we s- sort of explored the case... A little bit of new information came out because, as you might imagine, a lot of the local community uh, members were pretty outraged by right. this. Um, this was not this little a little old
1: lady's been shot to death in her home for doing nothing or defending
0: herself. Yeah, in her home from uh, what she perceived as most likely to be home invaders. And so the police said, "Well, we had a legal warrant. Okay, yeah, we didn't really find any drugs, but yeah, we were illegally allowed to be there. And she shot, so we shot back. Okay, end of story. Let's move on." But there's a little more to it. As we, revealed, uh, as we revealed about a week or so ago, there was uh, an informant that came out making an allegation that the police had called him up after the fact, after this raid went on, called him up and asked him to vouch for the cops, asked him to lie, essentially, and say that uh, he had bought drugs at that address. But now there's even more that's coming out. From the TheAgitator.com, the credibility of the narcotics officers in the Johnston raid just took another hit. It was Fabian Sheets' third felony drug arrest in four months. But on the afternoon of November 21st, according to a police report, he was looking to curry favor. So he told the officers that they could find a kilogram of cocaine in the house at 933 Neal Street in Atlanta. That encounter led police to the home of Catherine Johnston, an elderly woman who lived alone behind burglar bars and kept a rusty revolver. When officers burst into the house just three hours after talking to Mr. Sheets, Mm. a shootout ensued that left the woman dead and three officers wounded. No cocaine was found. Sheets' arrest report made public on Thursday. They really
1: did some police work here on this one, didn't they? They really investigated what this informant said. They, um, you know, did a lot of legwork. No, they took what he said as fact, busted in, figured they'd start shooting and let God sort it all out. That's exactly what they did. Police say they. You know, and it's just okay. It's because, you know, they are a war on drugs, Mark. They are our rulers, and we are their subjects. And as long as we act like that, everything will be fine. But uh, you know, this is ridiculous. It's it's outrageous. Uh, Police say they
0: used Sheets' tip to direct a confidential informant to the Neal Street House where he made a drug buy, leading them to conduct the raid. A man named Alexis White later came forward to say he's a longtime informant, and police asked him to lie after the shootings and say that he bought drugs at the address. Police will not say who the informant was. Just two hours passed between the time Sheets offered the tip and the time the police obtained the warrant. For us to believe what's written on that warrant, we would have to believe that the police took Sheets's tip, called up White, brought him to the scene of the raid, had him conduct a buy, wrote up the warrants, got the magistrate's signature, assembled the raid team, then commenced the raid all in three hours. That would be really fast. Really efficient for a government bureaucracy. That would be really efficient for anyone. I'm pretty convinced at this point, says Mr. Balco, the uh, writer of The Agitator, that uh, Radley Balco, that is. That, at this point, Mr. White is telling the truth. Now, White is the guy that came out afterwards saying that the cops asked him to lie. Right. The pieces fit together like this. The raid was conducted based on nothing more than a tip from Sheets, a convicted drug felon who was looking for leniency. Remember, it was his third felony drug arrest in four months. He was in trouble.
1: Yeah, big trouble.
0: And so, in the drug world, when you get busted, they give you the opportunity to roll over, opportunity, to roll over on anybody you possibly can. And as a result, they reduce the amount of charges that are going to be against you. And it's really just sad, because it encourages, in some cases, brothers to rat out their own family members. You know, brothers to rat out brothers. And uh, husbands to rat out wives. Friends to rat out friends. It's really sad. While going on, the narcotics officers then hid behind anonymity courts to afford, uh, the anonymity courts afford to informants and fabricated the stuff about the buy. They took a shortcut. When the raid went bad, they chased down an informant that they'd used in the past, mm. White, and asked him to lie to cover their butts just as White says that they did. Now, think about it.
1: If the raid hadn't gone bad, we never would have heard about it. No, absolutely not. And that's what that means is they've done this before. Oh, yeah. It's just easy that way. You know, it's, uh, man. This is a, this is this something a that, lot easier than actually doing police work. Let's just write some stuff down, and, and get the uh, warrant. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, and that's a point
0: that uh, Radley Banco makes on his blog at TheAgitator.com, that this goes on a lot in America. It's just that we don't hear about it, because it only botches up so often. Sure. When they kick in somebody's door, trash their house, and then leave. For instance, if if this woman hadn't shot at the cops, and the cops had kicked in the door trashed the house, gone through all of her possessions looking for this kilo of cocaine, and they couldn't find anything, they probably wouldn't have hauled in an 88-year-old woman. I mean, especially if they didn't find anything. Somebody that they didn't like, let's say they busted in your house, Mark, and they just didn't like your attitude, they might... Find some charge. I can to assure th-
1: you that they wouldn't have liked my attitude. I right. busted my house. They would find some charge to throw at you, and they'd arrest you. On I think whatever. it would probably be aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer with um, with a firearm. Would probably be the charge that they would drag me in for.
2: I wonder why that that's, that informant actually came out and told the truth. That's I will explain. Interesting.
0: I will explain why that happened here in a moment, uh, and that there is a reason for it. Because that's you got to ask yourself, why would he put his butt on the line? And uh, anyway, so if they'd kicked in this woman's door, trashed her house. They would have just walked away and said, "Oh, looks like we got the wrong address." They never apologize for it. Never do they apologize in any of the stories that we've ever looked at about police raids being botched up, them getting the wrong address. In this case, they had the right address. It was just bad information and bad, shoddy uh, police work.
1: Well, they that, may very well apologize without the uh, reporters around. I mean, it's not like no it one costs, has ever said the police not, have apologized. It's about. not like it costs them anything to apologize, but they don't do it anyway. I'm, I'm just letting you. They know. don't care.
2: Well, they, they would have if left... If, but if they get if they apologize and they get hauled into court, that's that can be so, somewhat of a public admission of but
1: guilt. But if, if they po- apologize, um, and then you say they apologized, and there's no one there to record it, it doesn't matter whether they apologize, because, oh, I didn't apologize.
0: Now, and even if they had apologized, they wouldn't have put the old lady's house back together. So she would have just had a trashed house... Uh, Really, she would have been really scared because of all the adrenaline that inevitably would have been pumping. And it would have ended there. No one would have ever heard anything about it. But now we're going to find out why it was this informant did come out of the closet. It's pretty outrageous. More's on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Packet 8 toll-free line. For all your voiceover IP needs, packet8.net. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Bring up what you want. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff from us at the Free Talk Live store. Head over to store.freetalklive.com. You'll see the various different Free Talk Live t-shirts and Free Talk Live hats. We've got a Free marketeer flag and a DVD classic archive sets. More all there for you at store.freetalklive.com. Great way to support the show and get some uh, cool stuff that you can wear. I'm, I'm telling you, people are liking this stuff, Mark. I, I've, I've not yet heard one complaint uh, from anybody about the quality of the merchandise. Well, oh, now you will. I want
2: some Free Talk Live underwear.
0: Yeah, you know, people have been talking about that. I we'll guess we'll get you some micro briefs, Wayne. Don't worry about it. Like some uh, Free Talk Live panties or something like that. Yeah. Leopard
2: skin, <laughs> leopard skin Free Talk Live briefs. I don't that?
0: know. Although our colors are yellow and black,
1: I don't know if we could pull that one off. So you could just get like uh, that fake leopard skin. Um, that would just be the. It would be only yellow and black, but it would look like leopard print
2: i like to wear the first pair in honor of the Shrine of Female Listeners.
1: You'll have to keep that private, but yeah, you're absolutely welcome to do that.
2: I'm wearing some now.
0: 800-259-9231. So we're talking about the story out of Atlanta with the 92 or 88-year-old woman, still not really sure how old she was when she was killed. She really didn't have much family. And uh, the police shot and uh, killed this woman after she shot at the police, after they raided her house, after they got a tip from a... Three-time convict in one—what was it? Three times in one month. Here, let's see. Third felony—excuse yeah, me. Third felony drug arrest in four months. The informant here told the police, "Oh yeah, okay. Uh, I want less time in jail, so you can go raid this
1: old lady's house uh, at this location." I'm sure he didn't even say old lady. He just said, "You know, this here's, house. here's an address. You know, one, two, five, seven, nine, three, three, Street." Nielstein
0: in this, in this case, they did. They kicked in the door, killed this woman, found no drugs. And then they came out and they lied about some things. They came out and said that, well, we we were supposed to be here. Uh, we had a legal warrant to be here. But as it turns out, again, they managed to do, they managed apparently to get the informant's information, get a uh, an undercover informant to go there, a different informant, to go there and buy drugs, allegedly, and then go get a warrant from a judge, put the raiding team together, Go to the house and actually conduct the raid all within a period of three hours.
1: You know, it's not very likely. It's really attractive to be able to get a um, kilo of cocaine. They really want to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So they're willing to say just about anything.
0: So they get out, they think that everything's going to be all right, then they kill this woman, so they've got to cover up. So they actually get it and inform it to lie about. Um, giving them the information of the, to lie about going and making the buy. That was the part that the informant uh, lied about in order to cover for the police. Because informants apparently do favors for the cops. You know, they want to be in the cops' good favor. Um, as an informant, as an undercover uh, buyer of drugs, they get paid for doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So this guy lied for the police. Then he comes out and tells everybody that he lied for the police which just completely threw the case uh, to the wind. The police weren't expecting that to happen at all. And so, Wayne, you asked the question, well, why did this guy come out uh, of the closet, reveal the fact that he's a confidential informant, not so confidential anymore now, and reveal the fact that the police asked him to lie? Well, as it turns out, they were trying to intimidate the man into uh, cooperating. And uh, apparently a tape of a 911 call released Thursday uh, added a strange twist to the ever-changing tragedy. On the tape, an insistent and anxious-sounding man identified himself as white. Now, this is the informant. He told an operator, I have two cops chasing me. They're on the dirty side. Two undercover officers. On the 911 tape police released Thursday, White said he was waiting for agents from the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives to pick him up on November 22nd when he was approached by Atlanta police. He got into the car with them, he told the operator, but jumped out when he talked to federal agents by cell phone and they told him not to get into the Atlanta police squad car. Quote, They came and picked me up and asked me about that killing yesterday, but uh, they're trying to play it off. So ATF told me, don't get in the car with them. By that time, then, I was already in the car with them. The operator sounded incredulous. Okay, so you're calling the police to say the police are chasing you, she asked. Listen to me, the frustrated white responded. I don't know who's on whose side. They're playing dirty. There's a lot of stuff going on.
2: It sounds like a movie.
0: Yeah, except it's real. If this call can be authenticated as white, we now know why he came forward. He was scared to death, and he probably had every reason to be. It'll be interesting to see if federal investigators can verify the conversation he says that he had with them as he was getting into the APD patrol car. And if so, holy crap, is S going to go down in Atlanta, says Radley Balco. Police in the article tried to dismiss the apparent lack of time between the tip and the raid, adding that officers can work through the details over the radio, meaning trips back and forth to the police station weren't necessary. Of course, even if that's true, the fact remains that police conducted this raid based on at worst a tip only from a convicted felon and at best on the word of a confidential informant they now say is a liar there's simply no way this no-knock warrant should have been granted even if the slim window between the tip and raid isn't enough to make us believe the
1: informant you know this is the th- the, the thing about basically cops get whatever warrant they want mm-hmm. they just go to these um, judges and the judges you know Might all well day just long. be a rubber stamp they just They just dish him out. Yeah, why would the judge
0: care to really dig into the details on a case? So you send an informant in and he got the, you know,
1: here you go, clunk clunk.
0: Well, wait, wait. I mean, if if he approves the warrant, it means they're going to come back with somebody in handcuffs. And the more people coming into his courtroom in handcuffs, the more secure his job is.
1: Right. You know, the uh, lawyer or two that uh, he really likes might get a judgeship, too, because they'll need an extra judge or two. Well, even if the slim window between tip and raid isn't
0: enough to make us believe the informant over the narcotics officers, it still makes the cops look pretty bad. It shows that they did no uh, corroborating investigation whatsoever before breaking down this woman's door. There was no kilo of cocaine, and there were no security cameras, which is apparently also what the cops claimed. That the informant had told them, of course, given that the officer Tesler involved in this case has already been implicated in lying about a traffic accident that he caused and that the uh, Atlanta Police Department itself also lied early on about an undercover detective conducting the buy that led to the raid because it, they claimed later that it wasn't a detective, but an informant. Right. The public would be wise to take everything Atlanta police say at this point with a heaping fistful of salt. As we continue to get more information on this very disturbing case, we will certainly bring it to you. We'd love to hear from you with your thoughts at 800-259-9231. And what can you do to prevent this from happening to you? Not a darn thing. Because if somebody wants to rat you out, rat out your house, and they happen to be ratting out your, your location to zealotous, corrupt cops like this, get ready for your door to get kicked in. And if you dare to shoot one of those cops,
2: oh. <laughs> I might add that, you know, there have been some uh, home invasion type robberies in the past where the guy's dressed up as cops.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. That's true.
2: And that's why if someone's going to come in my house, I want to see who they are right away. I want to identify them. I want to see a badge. I want to see a warrant. I want to see something. If somebody just busts my door down, I'm not going to look at what color their uh, clothes they're wearing. But they don't hand you the
0: warrant. They don't come in and just uh, stand in the entryway and hand you the warrant before they go into the rest of the house. Right. They come in kicking and screaming.
1: I mean, it's got to be frightening. Right. You're not going to get the warrant until maybe a half an hour You're be of lying on your stomach yeah. with your uh, hands cuffed behind you. Your dog's been shot. Your kids are petrified. This is America, and we're living in it right now. It's really
0: sick. 800-259-9231. Uh, Moxie is on the line in London. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Moxie. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind?
3: Uh, I'm just wondering when George W. Bush is going to be arrested for mass murder.
0: Uh, probably not going to happen, Moxie. The Democrats, uh, the Democrats won the election uh, in many places in the country, and, and he uh, got re-elected. Uh, yeah, he got re-elected in 2004, and the, when the Democrats <laughs> were elected here in 2006, they pledged uh, to not essentially uh, bring charges about for uh, Mr. Bush. So they're all protecting and, each other.
3: And yet, there's strong evidence to suggest that uh, the World Trade
2: Centers were blown up.
0: Well, I don't know, I don't know how strong the evidence there's is. Evidence. The evidence
2: is really strong.
0: Well, it's,
4: it's
2: pretty. Like when you have got like a thousand uh,
3: tourists pointing cameras at the World Trade Centers, and you can see like the pre-deck going off down through the floors. Yeah, that's
0: probably just air compression, uh, just blowing out those windows blasting yeah. out one-ton sheets of steel about 300 feet. You know, we've certainly taken plenty of calls from people that believe, as you do. Um, I don't think it's going to really matter in the long term uh, what happened on 9-11. What matters is what's going on with the government right now, and that is the government's getting bigger and more oppressive than it ever has. Probably because of all
3: the
2: oil they're stealing out of Iraq.
0: Well, it's probably because that's what government does. Governments get bigger and more oppressive over time, and they're using uh, 9-11 as an excuse to intrude in our lives. Moxie, any other thoughts for us?
3: Yeah. How much control
2: do we have over our governments? Not
0: only as too much darn as much. only as much as you would like to uh, exert over them. I mean, collectively <laughs> between you and everybody else, which, as Mark said, isn't very much. In fact, we got a story for you coming up, Moxie. Thanks for the call. The United Kingdom. We talked about uh, U.S. airports recently and how they've got. I think it's down in Phoenix. Or Tucson, something like that. They've got a a backscatter machine, which shows you essentially an X-ray picture of anybody walking through it. Well, the United Kingdom's been busy, busy with their security, I guess, protocols at airports. And we'll share with you what they've got planned for you coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off Hour 2, Wednesday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. You'll find them completely free. Those other radio talk show hosts want to charge you for access to their websites, and we give it all away, freetalklive.com. So we're talking about security at airports, or we were talking about it a few days ago on the show in America. And I guess they've got an X-ray machine now in Phoenix or something like that that they're testing And it's voluntary. Oh, you don't have to go through the x-ray machine unless you want to. You can try it out. It's fun. Go ahead. Have an x-ray. Of course, x-rays
1: aren't exactly the... The healthiest thing for you to be exposed to on a regular basis. No, you know um, when it used to be when X rays first came out, it was fun stuff. So they would uh, the shoe departments, the big time shoe stores mm-hmm. would have X ray machines. Oh my um, goodness! So that you could see whether your how your sh- foot was fitting in the shoe. Wow! Well, then I lost, they find I'm, out. Oh, go ahead. Hmm, this crap's bad for people. Yes, yeah. I,
2: I lost my virginity in a sense at the Tampa airport last week. I went through the puffer machine for the first time.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, haven't they? Haven't they come out and said that those aren't really very effective? I don't Isn't know. that what George told us from the TSA?
2: Just to help the environment a little bit, I, I did a little methane release for them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I didn't set anything shut. off. I'm, I keep my eyes shut. I don't want to uh, have anything blown in them by that machine, you know? It just seems like that's the worst thing that's the thing yeah. it can do to you.
0: Well, now there's news out of the uh, the BBC about Heathrow Airport. Passengers there are being invited. They're being invited to sign up for a trial What do you think? Is it a credit card or uh, free jewelry? I mean, what are they doing here? You get to see yourself naked after? vibrating body cavity shirt? No, and it doesn't have anything to do with x-rays. But it is a trial of the most advanced passenger screening equipment in the world. Travelers will be able to bypass long queues if they have their fingerprints biometrically scanned, while face and eye scans will be introduced soon. Those trying the MySense system have the scans at the uh, have the scans at the same time as their passport is scanned at check-in. It's designed to make traveling easier while maintaining security. Some Cathay Pacific and Emirates flights will invite passengers to join the trial when they check in. Come on over, have your fingerprints scanned in, face and eye scans too. Boy, isn't this fun, passengers? You should feel honored. You're taking part in a trial of the most accurate, most uh, invasive
1: security system in the entire world. Sign up. Come right over. Will just you buy me a drink first? We'll get all your information put on this convenient little carry-on tag that you yeah. get to take with you. Of course, we'll keep it all, too, including your blood RH, your social security number, everything you fill out. We'll just put it all your in this mom's tag. So your size.
2: You can just bloop, go right through. What if I'm, my name is Mohammed?
0: Mm. Mm,
1: that's not going to be good for you.
0: Passengers' details are linked to their passport. They can be fast tracked past queues through security and boarding controls. The British Airports Authority said the system, I guess this is like the uh, TSA, it's the BAA over in Great Britain, said the system provided passengers with a type of electronic key which could allow them to pass easily through each stage of the airport's processes. Steve Chalice, the head of product development for the BAA, said, "Quote: rather than having to continually show pieces of paper to prove who you are or to prove entering to the next stage of a journey, then your electronic key should make things much faster and much more secure at the same time. I mean, he's just basically coming right out and saying, we're moving on beyond the age of paper identification, slaves. Now you're going to have this uh, digital ID, and it will make our security system all the more secure. Sounds like a slippery slope to me, guys. Well, I don't, you don't feel good about this, Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody must feel good about this. 1-800-259-9231. You can certainly call in and share uh, how warm and fuzzy this particular system is making you feel right now. Because if they're doing it in Great Britain, it could very easily cross the shores and come here. It could come to your country as well. We had a story not too long ago where Russia was giving people lie detector tests. So, I mean, it really, if you take the uh, the total, the sum of all of the different security measures around the world, you've got Russia with lie detector tests, Great Britain now introducing eye sc- uh, retina scans, face scans, fingerprints. You've got the United States with its puffer machine, its uh, scanning machines, the x-ray machines. Wait a uh, minute, pat-downs. wait a minute, wait a minute. Did we win the Cold War? Yes, but now it's a war on terror, Wayne. Come on, we, get with the times. We need a new war, darn it. Right. You've got people. a war on those crazy Muslims. I mean, really, they really want to kill us all. What are we missing here? I mean, I, w- of all the security protocols that I just went through, what haven't they brought about? I mean, it's just that they've got it. They've pretty much got it all. It just hasn't been it hasn't gone widespread yet. It hasn't all gone to every single airport yet. What am I missing?
1: Is there well, anything else? Um, I think we've covered the bases here pretty much you know basically they're in america they're Still telling sample? us they're telling us whether or not we can travel um or get a job the vast majority of people are being allowed to travel but that's what they're telling us you know with the uh, terrorist watch list these people can't use airplanes um now uh, if you're leaving the country whether it's by boat plane truck whatever mhm they have to give an, uh, an itinerary, is that what they call it? Uh, basically, the, you know, the, the whatever, the conveyance has to give a list to the uh, Department of Homeland Security to make sure that it's okay that these people travel in and out of the country. Mm. I, do we really need the government's um, say-so as to whether or not we can travel?
0: Well, of course, the uh, bureaucrats in charge of the BAA agree, quote, biometric ID systems are fundamental to securing our borders in a more mobile age. Even uh, Great Britain's securing their borders. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. Mr. Byrne went on to argue that the system is a good example of how ID cards will be useful when helping people move through security. We're helping you. See, the security is there. And, uh, folks, it's not going away. So why don't you just accept these new invasive uh, means? We want to help you move through security. See, we put up all these barriers, but now we're going to make life easier. First, we made it harder by putting these barriers up, and now you can thank us for giving you this ID card with your retina scans and everything on it, because it's going to save you five minutes. What happens when someone steals my ID card? Well... You're going to have your identity stolen, I guess. I don't know. I mean, what what is going to happen? I, I'm sure they could crack the, well, I the want code.
2: To, well, they'll need to implant something in me so they can't steal it.
0: Ah, uh, yes. That's an excellent point, Wayne. That will, of course, be the next step. Uh, that is what many people have been predicting for years, and the predictions are coming true at this point, and it's pretty frightening. In order to take part, they must hold a passport valid for at least six months, be over the age of 18, and fulfill UK government background checks. A total of 13 different identifying scans of their fingerprints, irises, and face will permit them to carry a membership card. Yay, you're in the security club. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And allow them to use the system whenever they fly. It's so convenient, <laughs> Mark. This is just. I mean, who could who could disagree with security like this?
1: Wee, I'm so safe now. Yeah. You know, I... Thank you, mommy government. I don't have a problem when it, when it, with identifying myself. I really don't. It doesn't bother me. I've got nothing to hide from you people. But I Dual don't simple. want to pay for the giant bureaucracy that goes with it. And I don't want to have to deal with the the jerk in the tight pants, Mm -hmm. that believes he's just all that because he happens to have a job with the government, working as a security guy.
2: That's right. Please stand over here, sir. Over here. Please stand over here. That guy. Stand over here. Uh, You don't
1: want to have to deal with him. Hey, Jack Ball, you're just a loser, and you'd be collecting the trash if it wasn't for this. You know what? I'm sorry to all trashmen out there forgive me. Yeah, my uh, cuz I'm happy with my trash yeah, man here. The trashmen yeah. The trash uh, men are good. The We've got a free market in trash people here in uh, Keene where
0: we live. Well, you're paying for it. I am paying for it. Yeah. Directly. Oh, you do it. <laughs> no, here in Keene, it's uh you can you contract for trash. You can't con- included in your massive no. property
2: taxes. No. No, it's believe not, it or not. No, there's th- no. The problem. property
1: taxes are massive, but no, it doesn't include uh city trash Most service. Most of New Hampshire, it seems like you have to somehow set up some kind of outside trash collection which um, I find interesting. It costs about the same as um, as we were sort of told the trash collection costs um, where we were previously in Sarasota. Mm. So it's surprisingly not cheaper, but it doesn't bother the me. The service is better. I don't know that the service is. It's, it's I better. Put a, I put a. Uh, it's better because they don't uh,
0: kick back any trash. I pu- I put a bin out there. uh, like a a Tupperware bin, one Mm -hmm. of those moving bins with the locking sides on it. Right. And so these guys have to actually unlock the sides of the bin, remove the lid, and then dump the trash. I mean, in Sarasota, where we come from, this would be an unapproved container. It would be rejected, refused. No, in Bradenton, they would do it. I, I lived in Bradenton. Well, anyway, we're coming back with more now. It's all about security in the United States and the rest of the world these days, or at least in some countries. And... That security is going to be soon perhaps brought to a school near you. We'll talk about that coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the Packet 8 toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that you'll find there, because they're completely free, and that does include... The Shrine of Female Listeners. We've got two brand new members of the Shrine. You can uh, take a look at them. It's uh, Casey is one of them. She's a 21-year-old college student, very concerned with the future of America. And uh, so she has uh, joined up with the Free Talk Live Shrine of Female Listeners. You can see it at shrine.freetalklive.com. And you also need to know that, uh, let's see, that Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project's first 1,000 pledge on which... Time is running out. We're at like about 67%, I think, at this point, uh, of the goal, which mm-hmm. is to get 1,000 signers to the first 1,000 pledge by the end of the year. And so time is running very short. If you've been considering getting on board with the first 1,000 pledge, please uh, head over to freestateproject.org and learn more about it and get signed up, because we really need to find 1,000 people that will move for freedom within the next two years. Now... You know, technically, I was talking with somebody, the first 1,000 pledge is technically invalid at this point, Mark. Why is that? Well, because um, I was the starter of the pledge, right? They came to me, the Free State Project came to me and asked me if I would be the first signer of the first 1,000 pledge. And the pledge itself essentially says that uh, I, Ian Bernard, will move to uh, New Hampshire uh, I will move to New Hampshire by the end of 2008, where I'll work to bring about a government uh, society in which government's maximum role is protecting life, liberty, and property, but only if 999 other liberty-minded individuals will too. So the the pledge itself essentially is predicated on getting to a thousand signatures. But I moved anyway. But you already moved, right? So you threw a wrench in the whole thing. Yeah, I guess so. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens here. We'd uh, love to have your participation, freestateproject.org. As we go to school with uh, Wayne, yes, what's guys. going on? Well, right
2: here in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, we found some low-hanging fruit of stupidity. Um, <laughs> in, yesterday, in yesterday's Keene Sentinel, there was a story, uh, board wary of security plan, the Jaffrey Ringe school board members cite costs of New two-year initiative. Well, this was a $255,000 plan uh, for enhanced security at every school in the Jaffrey Ringe Cooperative School District. It drew mixed reception from the school board members Monday night. Um, it was the security plan, which features several measures that came under the greatest scrutiny. Administrators said the plan is necessary in light of the recent violence in schools nationwide, but some board... Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait. wait. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. This is Jaffrey, New Hampshire. I just did a quick check on Wikipedia. Population 5,500. So because there was uh, some school violence in New York City or California Los Angeles, or Paducah, Kentucky or wherever it was, that they have to institute security systems in Jaffrey, New Hampshire? This is their excuse because there's violence somewhere in the in the world?
2: Yes, but it gets better. See, some school board members uh, question the value of adding cameras, but you know why? Because they don't have someone to monitor them constantly. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. So we need more bureaucrats to watch over the students.
0: Now, in defense of security cameras, I mean just the existence of security cameras has certainly been shown to modify people's behavior in the past. So even if you don't have somebody watching the cameras, it's still going to be the case that people are going to perhaps behave a little bit better. Because they don't know if somebody's there watching. Yes. And if there's somebody's rolling tape and something is caught on the cameras, then somebody can go back and review said tape at the appropriate time. But nonetheless, essentially, they're arguing for more bureaucrats. Absolutely. They've got got to have more than that.
2: They don't have enough there, I guess. Right. There are never enough bureaucrats. But the best part is the first-year plan would include replacing classroom doors so that teachers can lock themselves in from inside, uh, (laughs) something that's a standard in all new schools now.
0: (laughs) That's in case uh,
1: there's a a madman on campus, right? Yeah.
2: And they can have all the young boys themselves.
1: I can hardly imagine. There's going to be incidents that's, uh, you know, these these teachers are going to lock themselves in and like they're going to not be able to get out.
0: I don't know how it works. I haven't been. I mean, I don't think they had this when I was in school. Do you have to have a key for the system? I mean, does anybody know exactly? Can can a kid go in and open the door? Is it
2: if he's late for class? You mean or to get I mean, out, can or a kid who's didn't...
0: in the class open the door? Can only the teacher open the door? What's the system uh, that's actually in place there? If you're in school and you've seen these locks, I'm just kind of curious. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty
2: one. What if you're late for class? You have to do a secret knock to get in.
0: Well, they were doing that when I was in school. If you were late for class, the teacher just wouldn't let you in. Ah. Uh, I think that it,
1: it happened. And they could
0: lock the doors back then. So I wonder what the difference is between then
1: and now. I don't know.
0: Some yeah, sort I of mean, special
1: card you can swipe, or you, you know, that identifies much. you as the teacher. Is that the idea? I don't know. Now, if they're locking the kids in and the teachers aren't in the classroom, i got a real problem with that. Um, You know, just, like, click-click, fire hazard. That doesn't sound like a good thing. Well, one thing's for sure. You talk about having uh, the the boys alone.
0: Uh, You don't want to leave your kids alone with this person in Salisbury. Uh, I guess uh, DelMarvinNow.com reporting a Salisbury Middle School policy that called for students to be escorted on bathroom breaks resulted in three students being forced to answer nature's call via a soda bottle. Oh, my. Excessive requests for bathroom breaks throughout the day have prompted faculty members to be more skeptical, requiring some students to be escorted. Now, I think that when I was in school, I think it was more like elementary school, but I, probably some occasions in middle school, there was always a few times where you just asked to go to the bathroom just so you could get the heck out of class, right?
1: I'll, I'm sure I did that in every uh, you know level of grade that yeah. there was, but, y- you know... Um... Some days you've got to go more than others.
0: Especially those days you drink Diet Coke with lime. Mm, Those are the days for me. But now they're saying that uh, there's been too many requests to go to the bathroom. Now they're getting suspicious. And so when no one was available to escort three bathroom-eager students on Friday, their teacher had an unusual solution to the problem. Preston Whittington said his 13-year-old nephew, an 8th grader at the school, was told to urinate into a soda bottle... Along with two other boys. Now, I don't think the teacher told them to do it simultaneously. Why not? But nonetheless, uh, is this appropriate uh, for a classroom to have kids uh, is what,
1: the, go to the back of the class, turn around? Is the control aspect of, uh, of our schools so important that our children have to now go into soft drink containers?
0: Is
2: It would be
0: nice if teachers could just teach. Yeah, is the education actually worth staying in class for? Is it so great? Is the quality of the education at government schools so great that you just can't afford to miss three minutes of it? No, that's definitely not the case. No. The quality's crap. Well, Whittington, uh, actually according to the assistant superintendent for the school board, said the incident's being reviewed as a personnel matter, and Brown would not release the teacher's name. Whittington, whose two children also attend Salisbury Middle, said the incident occurred because of the strict policies at the school... So I guess they either have to hold it or mess themselves, he said. Uh, the mother, who's also guardian of his nephew, is upset and she wants answers. She says kids should be able to wash their hands or pee in private. Can you believe we're having this conversation? Mm-hmm. Can you believe this is an issue in, uh, in schools today? Well,
1: I, actually, can't, I can't believe that, the, um, that you know, the idea of a free school is so valuable to Americans that they'll put their kids through this. Nothing is free. Well, I, but essentially, it's free to the parent. Though. Yes, um, but, that's how. Know, that's what that's they, they tell the, themselves. That's the way they, free they see free
2: education. That's part of the Communist Manifesto, guys. Yeah. It
0: is. It is
1: one of the ten. What is it? Ten planks, I think. Yes.
2: Free education.
1: Well, you know, if I've got to pay to educate their kids, am, am I going to have to pay to feed their dogs soon too? Yes. To address the situation, school
0: administrators felt it necessary to announce to all eighth graders and teachers. The teachers and administrators would be more selective on students going to the bathroom. The last time I saw trouble with kids going to the bathroom was when I was in, I think it was second grade, and there was a young lady in the class with me who was raising her hand quite vehemently in order to go to the bathroom. And the teacher would not allow it to happen. So this sort of thing's been going on. The teacher didn't stop it from happening. (laughs) That's true. She didn't. Uh, We'll come back with more. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. The show is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231, tis the packet 8 toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there because they are completely free, and that does include the wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com, over 900 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable
1: version of our website, wiki.freetalklive.com. Send a gift. Floral arrangement or centerpiece from 1-800-Flowers.com. And you won't even break the bank this year. They offer flowers and gifts from $19.99. Mention code FTL and you'll save 10% off your next order. Delivered same day, any day. Call, click, or come in. Call, clicker come in. 1-800-Flowers.com. Your florist of choice for the holidays and every day. And it helps FTL. So we're talking about an issue out of uh,
0: DelmarvaNow.com, the Daily Times reporting that uh, Salisbury, Maryland, actually, is where it was. A 13-year-old 8th grader at Westside School and two other boys in the same class were ordered by their teacher to urinate in a soda bottle. Now, it's just stunning that this bureaucrat could have been so authoritarian, so callous... Towards the needs of children Didn't I mean Don't they have to go to? Don't adults go to the bathroom too Don't they Don't they remember What it was like When they had a little bladder And they were smaller And uh, they had to uh, And they were
1: having to hold Their their urine in class I mean How callous can you be How mean I'd like to think That it had That something really important Was going on at class In class I doubt it I don't know what that could be But I would like to think That was the case
2: And what if a soda bottle Is not big enough
1: were uh, they for do, three give kids? another one? Yeah, for three kids, I can imagine it would be. Well, they were probably given uh, separate soda bottles, or uh, it was emptied. I would hope that they had separate soda bottles, because that's, I mean, that's pretty sick. Unsanitary,
2: if, too, maybe.
0: Right, I mean, uh, I don't want to be getting sloppy seconds on that. <laughs> Urine's pretty sanitary stuff. That's true, they drink it in India, I heard. Now, what if it would have <laughs> read stories about people who drink it here in America? Can you imagine? Yuck. I mean, can you imagine, first of all, I'm just the, the situation is just so absurd anyway, but what we're talking about is three boy students being asked to pee in a right. soda bottle. So the idea being, I guess, go to the back of the class, whip it out, pee in the soda bottle, and set it on the counter and go back to your seat, presumably. Maybe, actually-
2: but you know, we had a we had a gym teacher in my high school that actually would sit and watch the boys uh, shower. Really? Yes, he lost his job eventually, but- <laughs> But he, not for that. He he got arrested for stealing sneakers, a, a truckload of
0: sneakers. Wow. Hmm. There was one story, and you know, that reminds me of something I haven't thought of in a long time. There was this one guy that taught the, uh, I think it was one of the coaches as well. He was uh, in a, a Farmore one night, which is this defunct uh, store. I don't know if it actually exists anywhere else, but it died out in the place we lived. It was kind of like a, just a general cheapy store, like, Bigger than a Walgreens, but more, sort of that style. Sort of a ph- pharmacy uh, yeah. thing, like mm-hmm. a, like a big Walgreens. Yeah. And there's ceiling the tiles missing. No, no, he actually went in and uh, he stole a bottle of uh, a an applicator of Neosporin. Like he stole Neosporin, and they caught him. They lost control, had their eyes on him in the store, and they went out. They went after him in the parking lot, and it made the news. And and of course, we all made fun of him because he didn't lose his job over it if you can believe that, Hmm. Um, he made the news, and it was just kind of funny. Like,
1: your teacher just got arrested for stealing a bottle of Neosporin. It is funny. I wonder, I I have put things in my pockets in stores before, because it's a good place to carry Mm -hmm. things, pockets. And uh, I have every intention of going um, to the uh, cash register and paying for it, but I'll bet it's possible, I've never done this, it's possible that you just... Forget, you know, something happens. Mm-hmm. The wife calls, get home quick. The house is on fire. And, uh, or whatever. And the, there's this thing in your pocket. Oh, boy. I, I don't know. Um, but I mean, it, it just makes. Does seems that make me, you a klepto? What, put, putting something in your pocket? Yeah. No. A, it, you're a klepto. Is there a term you, for that? You just take, no. You're a person who's carrying something and conveniently and want a convenient place to carry it. See, well, I could what?
2: never do that. I'm so paranoid. Even if I start playing with my keys in my pocket, mm-hmm. I start going in front of the camera, show, taking my keys out here. Just the keys. Just yeah. me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. And my, my wife, this drives me crazy, but we're in a store and she'll get something, some drink for the kids and she'll start letting the kids drink it before we go to the cash register. And, and then she bugs you. That bugs me. Yeah, I want to pay for it first before I let the kids drink.
1: As it. long as you now, got cash
0: in your pocket, I think you're going to be okay. A, so- on that one. a
1: soda's okay because they know how much was in it and that kind of thing. Now, if you're eating grapes, yeah, that's a problem. Before you get to uh, the true. cash register, I think you're you're stealing every grape you eat. But that's you, true.
2: But then there's ice cream wrappers. Sometimes it'll be an ice cream, and then you get the wrapper, and it's it's got the melting ice cream coming out. You, and, oh, oh, I'll throw this one away. and I'll just tell
0: them I bought two. What? Mm. <laughs> Well, um closer. <laughs> so where I was going with the uh, the point about the boys again, three boys ordered to go and pee in a soda bottle because the teacher didn't want to let them go to the bathroom. How do they have handled a female student? I mean, I don't it's, know. as a guy, it's no problem. You whip it out, pee in the bottle, and put it back. It's still a still an outrageous situation. But can you imagine? Can you imagine this uh, this teacher handing a <laughs> bucket to a female student or something like that Yeah,
2: put it out in the back of the room with a little screen where nobody can see her
0: just amazing that this is going on and the administrators are saying they're going to investigate we're going to investigate this uh not going to say whether or not anybody's going to be fired we're just going to look into the matter so they're looking into it what do you think will happen Nothing. That's a safe bet. (laughs) 800-259-9231. If you've got stories from when you were in school, if you encountered authoritarian bureaucrats like this and you want to share with us, please do at 800-259-9231. Otherwise, we go to another school-related story where a student has taped a teacher proselytizing in class. Accept Jesus or you belong in hell, says the teacher. Not exactly appropriate for government school. A Kearney High School student has accused a history teacher of crossing the line between teaching and preaching. And he says he's got the tapes to prove it, according to NJ.com. Junior Matthew LeClaire, age 16, said his history teacher, David Paskowitz, who's also a Baptist preacher in town, spent the first week of class lecturing students more about heaven and hell
1: than the colonies and the Constitution. Now, that's got to be tough. I I must say... Conflict of interest? It's not that it's a conflict of interest, but if you're if you're practiced at being your your performance uh, persona is practiced at preaching the Bible, and then you're sort of asked to get up in a room full in front of people, whether they you know they're kids or they're adults or whomever, it, it's probably very easy for him to slip back into the role of preacher. I see what you're saying, kind of like how when uh,
0: radio stations, when I was working for a music rock station way Mm -hmm. back in the day, they changed call letters. It's kind of hard to remember to say the new call letters as opposed to the old call letters. But after you slip up once, you know, you correct yourself and you make that mental adjustment. Mm -hmm. Okay, I shouldn't do this again. It doesn't sound like this guy was just whoopsie, slipping up and oh, let a few words about God slip out. No, he was proselytizing. Well... (sighs) But it, you belong in hell if you don't accept Jesus. Is what he told that, the kid. That's a tough sell. That's that, that's a hard sell.
2: What is? Well, that whole hell and brimstone method that the, is very prevalent in the South.
0: What's it, hard about it exactly? It,
2: well, you know, there's a, there's a hard sell and a soft sell. Oh, I see. It's and not
1: difficult to sell. That is the hard sell. I yes, get I got what yes. you're saying. Absolutely. The hard close. It 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 is. It's it's, <laughs> it's the hard it's the hard close. Look. You can either accept Jesus now, or you're going to spend the rest of eternity. This life that you've got here, it's like a twinkling of the eye, whatever, however long that might be, and whatever (laughs) happens when eyes twinkle. But it's like a twinkling of an eye compared to eternity. Eternity is forever and ever and ever, and all you're going to do is sit and burn in hell with the demons, and your tongue's going to swell up, and you're going to just wish you had a little drop of water.
2: How awful! I wonder if it ever occurred to him to teach by example.
1: Well, like in what way? Oh, uh, you know, being a witness. I see.
0: Apparently, it occurred to him to uh, to apparently attack the theory of evolution in his history class. He dismissed them. Uh, he dismissed the theories of evolution as unscientific, as well as the Big Bang. Leclaire, who described his own religious views as non-Christian, said he wanted to complain about Peskowitz to school administrators, but feared his teacher would deny the charges and that no one would take a student's word against a teacher. So he said. He started taping Paskowitz. Quote, I would have never suspected something like this went on in a public school, said yesterday, but if I didn't have those CDs, everything would have been dismissed. Uh, the Jersey Journal's Journal uh, has listened to the recordings, and no one is disputing that it's Paskowitz who is speaking. Uh, so he caught him, red-handed, recorded the entire uh, tirades. And will anything happen to this guy? Well, as of yesterday, at least uh, when this article was written, Peskowitz was still teaching his class. More on the way, 800-259-9231. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Little Snitches coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free number, 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. They're completely free. But if you like Free Talk Live and you want to help support the show, then we ask that you go and vote for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Cast your vote for the show. It's very quick, very easy. Uh, It only takes you maybe a minute maximum. And all you need is your email address. It won't be sold. It won't be spammed. Vote.freetalklive.com helps us stay in the top ten podcasts of the world Currently ranked, I believe, at number four as of last night, and that's okay. I mean, it is number four out of 25,000-something podcasts, so yeah, that's all right, but we'd rather be number one, because the higher up we are on that chart, the more new listeners we're going to get to listen to the show, and therefore, the more new people coming across the
1: message of freedom and liberty. You know, I was so disappointed when I saw us at number four, I can't tell you, because we were sitting at number one just a couple of days we ago. We were. It's tough,
0: man. A- it's and really we've got,
1: hard competition. We've got some. We've got more votes than, than we did a couple of months ago we ended the month with I mean yeah. now, and I know we can obviously we're pulling people in we're getting them to vote but it just you know those so darn are they. those darn that don darn, darn Potter kid is getting more people to Harry vote Harry Potter we, it, and so I would like very very much just to be in number three because uh, you know that we've been warring with that podcast for such a long time yeah it's
0: true com. great way to help uh help support the show so we're talking about kids we're talking about schools and just some crazy stuff that's happened in schools recently we uh just to, just a recap again uh kids asked or ordered by their teacher to go in the back of the class and pee into a bottle because the teacher didn't want to let them out and so they could go to the bathroom
2: does anybody wonder why homeschooling is growing by leaps and
0: bounds yeah um, also, uh, let's see what else. Oh, the, uh, the story about the student who taped his teacher proselytizing in class saying things like, quote, he did everything in his power to make sure that you could go to heaven so much so that he took your sin on his own body, suffered your pains for you. And he's saying, please accept me. Believe me. This is going on in a government school history class. Uh, he adds, according to the tapes quote, "If you reject that, you belong in hell. The outcome is your prerogative, but the way I see it, God himself sent his only Son to die for David Paskowitz on that cross,
1: and if you reject that, then that then it really is to hell with well, you i do i, I would ag- I would totally agree with this preacher in what he 's saying um, that if you reject Jesus Christ when he asks you to become his um, you know th- to be your personal savior, then in fact you do deserve hell." But Jesus hasn't that's done if that. If you believe that's true. Well, but but Jesus hasn't done that. Jesus has been dead for two thousand years. Mm. It's some preacher saying that you should do that. Right. So I'm not so sure. And that's really where I, you know, this this whole problem begins. So well, well, it's a bit over the top, guys. If you thought
0: that was problematic, then how about this? We talked about last night snitching. Mm-hmm. We talked about how I think it was last, maybe it was a couple nights ago. But anyway, we talked about how the federal government would very much like to have uh you snitching out your neighbors uh in the in the case of the story we were talking about it was snitching out people posting on your uh web blog on your website, but the snitch program doesn't stop there. the snitch program is being encouraged uh, kids are being encouraged to snitch well, they've been they've been trying to get kids to encourage um, yeah, encouraged to snitch for a while they now. have But this is a new dimension to the uh, encouraging kids to snitch idea. Now, they've been trying to encourage kids to snitch on their parents for things like smoking marijuana and that sort of thing. For instance, if you're in D.A.R.E. class, uh, the D.A.R.E. officer is going to come up and say, Now, kids, this is marijuana. How many of you have parents that smoke this? Raise your hands. Me, me, I do, I do. Now, we're just going to help your parents, Johnny. Where do they live? You know, basically, this is something they do in D.A.R.E. class. They try to get kids to rat their parents out. But now it's getting worse. Fayetteville, uh, the morning news reporting, beware Fayetteville homeowners with trash or old tires in overgrown yards. Children might be watching. Oh, no. An educational program to teach kids how to spot building and property code violations. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Complete with colorful characters such as Willy Weeds and Trashy Tina will be in the hot little hands of local children soon, thanks to Fayetteville city officials. Apparently their uh, code enforcement bureaucrats aren't turning enough tricks. They need the kids to uh, snitch out their parents and neighbors. The program is funded by a federal community development block grant and corporate sponsors as well. The centerpiece of the idea is an activity book listing Fayetteville's Dirty Dozen. Don't expect Lee Marvin and Charles Bronson to make an appearance, though. Instead, officials expect kids to take their cues from characters like Willie Weeds, a peace sign flashing Birkenstock-wearing collector of crabgrass and other filthy foliage. Uh, foliage yolanda fields a
1: community resources so They director. have a dirty hippie as i mean is, is that what it was that what is that what they're doing they're creating Do they have this, a song a dirty hippie weed teach your snitchers well <laughs> yeah uh, they and, may have a song i'm not sure i'm I'm sure they have a song because that it works it's coming yes um, it's coming. you know it'd be one thing if you had kids snitching on violent crime i'm for that i want kids to you know now don't be scared little susie you see somebody beating somebody else up, Mm -hmm. you know, to call the law, call the gruff, I'm fine with that. But when you're talking about, now we have little rules that we want everybody to follow, Johnny, and it's bad not to follow the little rules, it's bad to have a messy yard and... Mm-hmm. you know i I agree, I don't want somebody with a messy yard next to, um next door to me, but so do we you support really need... this program no do do we really need little uh kids walking around you know no. checking off who's got a clean yard and who's does, got a dirty and, one and
2: and and does does your daddy have any guns? mm
0: yeah, that could be going there too um especially when they start passing the gun re- uh, gun re- uh, not gun registration but
1: gun bans, which of course some states would like to pass some yep. people would like to pass, and a lot but of no. kids are just you know they're just natural born snitches so they, <laughs> yeah. the, the kids the, the the teachers know well we'll just put right this up their to alley. work yeah. yeah now the now the excuses of the bureaucrats
0: in this case they're going to tell you that this isn't intended to turn the kids into snitches in fact yolanda fields the community resources director says the activity book is intended to educate future homeowners before they can develop bad habits so uh. we're trying to uh, to indoctrinate the children with with good homeowning habits at age Seven. Uh, The other benefit, she added, is children can inform their parents. See, they're not telling kids to inform mommy government. Just tell your parents to get the yard in shape. Of course, uh, you know, it's unspoken here that, well, if the school people are telling us to keep an eye out for this, maybe I should report this to school people. That's just, they're not admitting that that's where they're going with this program, but you know that's where they're going with it. Kids bring a lot of things home to the family, she said. What they're bringing home this time is a motley crew of code criminals, explained Chris Hart, designer of the activity book. Willie Weeds is joined by Vinny the Violator, curbside Carla. <laughs> Vinny the Violator.
1: Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and, hey, you know, I don't care nothing about your stinking rules. so We don't need no stinking rules around here. Don't I'd forget, Paul. my <laughs> car on the grass if I want to. Don't forget, Paul sign Pete, among others.
0: Time the books aimed at fourth. <laughs> this is a real article aimed at fourth and fifth graders. Oh, sorry, I was wrong. Seven years old would be fourth, and be nine and ten year olds uh, are part of a larger effort. No field said it's not to get kids to rat out their parents for yard violations. No,
1: he says it's to get them to rat out their neighbors for yard violations. It's a full-blown
0: interactive education program. She said, Fayetteville's Community Resources Division spent seven thousand dollars designing and printing eight thousand copies of the book. Field said officials copied seven thousand dollars, and man, you know that's uh, yeah, they didn't do too bad on that. I don't think for eight thousand copies, that's less than a buck a copy, right?
2: And they can rat their parents up for whatever they want to.
0: Field said that you know, it's probably going to pay dividends in the uh, the code enforcement oh, tickets they're sure. going to write out. Field said officials copied the activity book idea from similar programs in San Antonio and Corpus Christi, Texas. See what I say about that idea spreading between governments? And then he wrote, uh, and then they wrote and designed their own book specifically for Fayetteville. Uh, Hart, Cave Spring graphic designer, was awarded the contract to illustrate the book. I think as long as you're having fun with it, it keeps you involved. Corporate sponsorships paid the rest of the money to bring curbside Carla to kids, and the federal grant covered the rest. Another $600 was spent on a costume depicting Ranger, Code Compliance's cartoon dog mascot. Ranger. Come on, kids, we're going to have Ranger come in today, and he's going to teach you about how tall your grass can be. <laughs> and b-
1: about getting a proper dog license. Did, did your daddy get your dog a license? Yeah, that kind of stuff, too, sure. You know, if a dog doesn't have a license, and it goes out and bites somebody, they could get rabies. They, they die. Community Resources Division hopes swell to... Swell up sp- like a big
0: pumpkin before they die. They hope to speak at schools and other <laughs> locales to encourage children to be aware of code compliance and to notify... Others. Hmm. So you're not supposed to snitch out your parents, but you're to be aware of code compliance Mm -hmm. and to notify others. It absolutely sounds like they're encouraging kids to snitch out their neighbors. What else could they possibly be doing? Alan Wilburn, the director of the uh, school community relations, said educating children to give information to parents can work. It sounds like a neat idea, said of the program. The seatbelt program nationwide got kickstarted in the same way. The seatbelt program? Wait a minute. Is he saying that the seatbelt, the national uh, seatbelt mandates were started with an education program for for kids
2: boy it sounds like hiring those soviet advisors is really paying dividends
0: 800-259-92-31 more than three thousand code violations were issued in fayetteville last year and the bureaucrats think they're going to get up to four thousand by the end of this year they got goals for this sort of yeah, thing Mark. Gonna, they're going to make it way. work hour number three's coming up you take control of the airwaves this is your show free talk live one of the bonuses you'll get as a free talk live amplifier is access to our classic archives For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, as we kick off Hour 3 of the Wednesday edition. That's the Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy them at freetalklive.com. Last hour, we started talking about, or we got through most of the story, but it's just so crazy I want to recap it here and uh, actually get some a uh, little more information about it. It's a it's more on how the, uh, uh, the United States is sort of turning into this Snitch society where everybody, apparently from young to old, are being encouraged to rat out their friends, family members, neighbors, and, uh, of course, total strangers as well, for a variety of different offenses. Uh, we were talking uh, earlier this week about how American citizens will um, may soon be required, those who run blogs and run websites, may soon be required to snitch out on their users for posting questionable content or obscene content. And now you've got a story out of Fayetteville, I believe that's is North Carolina? Anyway, Fayetteville, where uh, kids... Fourth graders, fifth graders are being told, are being asked to be on the lookout for, yes, code violators. No, not, uh, you know, shifty characters, (laughs) murderers, or anything like that. Nothing
1: like that. Just people who, hmm, they're breaking some of those rules in the neighborhood.
0: Right, so they're going to have Fayetteville's Division of Community Relations will be hosting an introduction to the city's new code compliance program at 2 p.m., uh, at wherever location in Fayetteville, code compliance officers will talk with children and unveil the program's code jingle, an activity book. Now, I was really Indoctrinate looking. Indoctrinate children. I really wanted to find out what the jingle was, um, I, and I'm still curious. If you happen to be in the Fayetteville area and you keep up on this story, send it our way. If you ever if you have kids in the Fayetteville school system and one of them comes home and, and <laughs> sings this jingle for you, I'd really <laughs> love to know what the lyrics are. <laughs> but oh, we boy. do have a little bit. Oh, by the way, Ranger, the Code Dog will be making an appearance. Oh, I bet they will. Hey, kid, how does it feel to be an unthinking finger on the hand of the state? <laughs> well, it's pretty disturbing what they're talking about doing here. Yeah, Essentially, when, they're when demonizing
1: were... people for having grass grow too high. When you were in uh, school in in Florida, did you have Officer Ollie come through in, in uh kindergarten or not kindergarten, but uh, grammar school? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think that that was sort of, I think Officer Ali got retired somewhere between, uh, when it I was like went to a school. dare thing? What was it? No, he was just, he's, he's your friend. The cop is your friend. You know, that guy. Was it a, a puppet? Was it, it was a puppet. A puppet, yeah. A hand puppet? Um, what do they call it when it sits on your lap? Hmm. You know? Oh, a ventriloquist doll? Yeah, it's like that. Okay. But he was... Soft. He wasn't a uh, hmm. hard plastic ventriloquist doll. You know, he wasn't meant to look like. a Was there a cop actually being a ventriloquist for? Yeah, uh, uh, you know, that must have been funny. A non-intimidating uh, female cop. Yeah. So
0: here's what uh, the kids are being taught. Uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna outline the dirty dozen. Remember, this is a. Uh, in case you're just tuning in, this is a book that taxpayers and corporate sponsors paid for. Mm. Uh, that is essentially outlining different code enforcement violations so kids can be the eyes and ears of the code enforcement department in Fayetteville now Fayetteville borrowed the idea from I think it was San Antonio Texas Mm -hmm. there's a couple other communities in the United States that have similar uh, programs in effect they sort of printed up their own book and here's a look at some of the characters appearing in the city's new code compliance activity book first we got Vinny the violator now what's his crime he's been keeping junked cars and appliances in his yard (laughs) and what you don't like it most resembles the guy on pringles cans You're not
1: hot (laughs) so vinny has got a he's got a little facial hair he's got a little mustache going on
0: now can you can you see kids maybe coming to school one day and i don't know what instructions they're getting from the code enforcement bureaucrats but i'm pretty sure they're probably going to be now kids if you spot a Vinny the violator or a trashy tina we'll tell you about her in a moment uh, if you spot one of these code enforcement violators, come to school and tell your teacher about oh, it. Oh, there's one. There's one. Ian's Ian's drinking hot cho- chocolate mm-hmm. with with whipped cream, and that's not healthy for you. God damn it. Mrs. Jenkins, there's a Vinny the violator living on my street. Oh, really? Uh, little Billy, did you write down what his uh, his house number was? Okay, just share that information with me. Uh, it's one seven five uh, North. Fifth Street.
1: I'll bet they'll get sent to the school resource officer mm-hmm. who's going to have um, enter it into a database, and then they get a lollipop or, or an ice you know, cream. Kind, yeah, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be, be something Incentives. nice. Yeah, some little rubber toy. Because
0: or... you got to rat out Trashy Tina, her crime, leaving trash on her property. <laughs> most resembles <laughs> Cher, uh, Cher from 1982 to 1988. I'm There's sorry, what did she look like from
1: 82 to uh, 88? Cher. But what did, what did she look like then?
0: She didn't have the really long hair then? She had, she had the s- long curly hair then. That was, Wasn't was that when she was doing that video with the sailors on the, the Navy ship? I, I don't know,
1: but I'm sure that that was a dream come true for her. I got you, babe.
0: <laughs> Flat tire Frankie also included in the book his crime collecting old car tires and cars in his yard. It resembles- sounds like
1: they all sound pretty similar. I mean, the Trashy Tina has keeps trash in her yard. Uh, Vinny the Violator, he's got, uh, he's got uh, junk appliances there. I mean, Well, they had to fill some pages, I guess.
0: Uh, and, need more characters. Uh, Flat Tire Frankie apparently resembles Jughead from Archie Comics if he really let himself go. What, uh, <laughs> poly- he still have the stupid hat? Polly Plumbing, uh, her crime, <laughs> allowing standing pools of water from busted plumbing to form on her land.
2: What about Mike the Militia Man?
0: No, I don't think he's included here. But uh, she most resembles Roseanne Barr, circa 1989. Junkyard Johnny, crime running a junkyard from his front yard. How are kids supposed to uh, supposed to tell the difference between Junkyard Johnny and Trashy Tina?
1: Well, if they if you have them talking and debating the point as to whether they're Trashy Tina or Junkyard Johnny, you've already got, you've got halfway it there. Yeah, Bertha.
0: Oh yeah, Junkyard Johnny uh, resembles Gomer Pyle. Bertha pile her cl- uh, her crime, letting limbs and grass pile up. Ooh, yeah. these are vicious criminals, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Most resembles a nearsighted little orphan Annie. Run down <laughs> Randy. His crime, <laughs> keeping his house in a
1: poor condition. <laughs> what? I mean, what, how do they even identify that?
2: I, he left a snow shovel out on the porch. Mm-hmm.
1: But in that might be a, a trashy Tina. Keeping a house in poor condition. I mean, am I obligated by law to fix my house? Yes. Depends on where you <laughs> live, Mark. <laughs> it, it, the, the code, it can be crazy depending on
0: where you live.
2: Or you'll be taxed.
0: Rundown Randy resembles uh, most resembles Lurch from the Adams family you then also have <laughs> Willie weeds you we rag. talked to, we talked about Willie weeds last hour
1: he's got overgrown
0: weeds in his yard uh, he' most he's resemb- a dirty
1: hippie from what uh, what the description was
0: <laughs> most resembles Shaggy from Scooby-Doo
1: in fact like they made him. A dirty hippie. I'm not calling hippies dirty.
2: If they ever do the movie, I want to play the dirty hippie. Do you? Uh, yes.
0: The movie of the uh, twelve uh, criminals here in the code Yeah, department?
2: either that or Vinny the violator.
0: Yeah, I you know yeah, gonna, you and fun. I are
1: gonna have to thumb wrestle for Vinny the Violator.
0: Curbside Carla,
1: not her crime is not
0: putting her junked stuff on the curb for pickup. So apparently that's a crime too. I guess if you don't put it close enough to the curb, that's a crime. Like if the trash is set back a little bit, you know what kids they need to be on the lookout for that. They
1: need uh Sundown Sam, the guy who puts his trash out too soon the day yeah. before. Yeah. yeah,
0: and the animal and the dogs get into it.
1: <laughs> Maryland, not here. The skunks do. Wanda Wilmo, crime, not
0: mowing her yard. Most resembles Shirley McLean in terms of endearment. Pole sign <laughs> Pete, what? crime, hanging signs on telephone poles. Most resembles a bald, slim pickin'. Stagnant Stanley, his crime is keeping pools of stagnant water around, and he most resembles Igor. Now, now wait a minute, you got. S- <laughs> Stagnant Stanley,
1: but you also have had, uh, plumbing. Poly plumbing. Poly plumbing. So, but it, it, poly plumbing has more to do with um, how the pools of water form.
0: Right. So I'm wondering, are they going to, you know, are kids going to investigate? Are they going to dig down through the puddle it's, to it's to the discover? Same
1: situation, though. <laughs> yeah. Once you have them debating whether or right. not they're a poly plumbing or a stagnant Stanley or whatever they are.
0: Mom, uh, Mrs. Jenkins, can a poly be a man? A poly plumbing?
1: Mm. Of course they can. That's yeah.
0: sexism. one 800 259 is the toll-free number. So then, if you scroll down a little bit, and, and we're going to link you to this article at bbs.freetalklive.com, then you get to the comments, right, where everybody gets to uh, chime in. Well, here's someone who calls themselves rational. All you people that are against this program sound crazy <laughs> and uneducated, and obviously you have no sense of civic responsibility. Why do you always think the city is out to get you? Because really... It's not all about you personally. The city's concerned with the... isn't it, This is yeah. somebody who assigns emotions and a personality to what is essentially a plot of land with buildings and trees on it. <laughs> but it's the city. Somehow it's a personality. The city is concerned with the greater good of the community, folks, says Mr. Rational. Having a yard free of trash and other unsightly items improves the community. How would you like it if your next-door neighbor had three-foot-tall grass and four run-down cars junking up their yard? You'd be mad about it because it would bring down your property value. Because as you've expressed, it's all about you. Remember? 800-259-9231.
1: I'd rather have that
0: than just a town full of snitches. 1-800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. If you've got comments uh, or questions or whatever about the snitch program going into effect in its Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas is where it is. Though it could be happening in a community near you. Your kids could be indoctrinated at school, government school, and instructed to poke around your property or maybe your next-door neighbor's property or take a walk down the street and uh, be on the lookout for all kinds of different code enforcement violations, all kinds of these different violators that they've come up with, these fun, fun violators like Curbside Carla, Willy Weeds, Rundown Randy, and Polly Plumbing. Oh, don't forget, Flat Tire Frankie. So we're having the kids keep an eye open for the code enforcers. Then they're going to be encouraged to go to school snitch out their neighbors, and they're going to be told that this is a good thing. They're going to be told that this is helping the community. They're going to be told that uh, this, is, this is for good little citizens. And You're a good citizen, aren't you, Johnny? Yes, I'm a, I like to be a citizen. I'll <laughs> do whatever you ask me to. Not turn in those bad people on my street that aren't maintaining their yards. So that's what's going on. Of course, uh, somebody could say... You know, Aunt,
1: and if you, want, if you don't think that kids will do this, just look at how they view smoking. They've been told, smoking's mm-hmm. bad and it stinks and stuff and makes you unhealthy and that kind yeah. of thing. Hey, everybody, step back for a second. Yes, smoking's unhealthy, but it's not bad. But if you listen to a 9 or 10-year-old who's been indoctrinated in the public school system by all this little do-gooder crap that they've got out there. Smoke cigarettes are made by Satan. And you know, that's exactly what they think. They really do believe that they're, in fact, Bad. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can't it, it, tell me you can't make them into little little neighborhood Nazis going around and finding out who's doing the wrong mm-hmm. stuff. I now, mean, kids it- naturally want to snitch, and they and once you tell them that something's bad, it's okay, they believe yeah. it.
2: And they're very very observant. When my son was little, mm-hmm. he could find every single bug in the in the house. He found every one. So yeah. Right. Well, he's
1: not out, you know, doing stuff like. Trying to earn a living, right? I mean, so he's he's interested in different things than you are.
0: Plus, the uh, it doesn't take much to motivate him, as you pointed out last segment, Wayne. All you have to do is offer him a sucker. You know, a, a lollipop, and they'll start turning people in. And you could turn it into a contest, too. Okay, kids, whichever class finds the most code violations this year gets a pizza party. woo I went that way. Ice, you'll cream have them out, you'll, Ice cream, you'll, too? Ice cream, too?
1: You'll have them out pounding the pavement on the weekends. I mean, if you offer them a pizza party. It, you know, it's the God's honest truth. When I was in um, Cub Scouts, they, uh, they had us sell these... I think they were dollar or $5 tickets to the Cub Scout Jamboree, and I went out and sold 85 of these babies, and uh, I was able to pick a couple of things out of a catalog, like a, a crappy fold-up cup, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that leaked uh, the Kool-Aid onto my lap when yeah. I drank out of it, a pen that, I, sw- I kid you not, broke within two weeks. Mm. I mean, just, you know, Cub Scout crap.
0: Yeah.
2: It wasn't um, even made in China, either.
0: Oh, I'm sure it was. It's <laughs> not
1: fair. What? Yeah. No, taking shots at China, man. That's not nice. Yeah, uh, China wasn't wasn't as good at making stuff as it is now. Okay, yeah. um, fair enough. You know they hadn't gotten their plastic extruders, uh, you know, really down the way they they. So you're they a born salesman, things. Mark. I, I really am, but I mean, you know, you can te- you can tease these kids with this crap. Sure, and they, they don't, don't know go out and do it. They don't know how crappy it is. So, so I went out special. and sold eighty five tickets for these people and I doubt any of the people that I sold tickets to came because I was just some kid out and my little cubs cow so uniform. Cute. Oh, oh Jim, buy his ticket. <laughs> just like that. Right.
2: We we used to have to sell candy for Little League to go to the mm-hmm. Yankee game at the end of the year. How'd you do with that? Pretty well. I went to my grandparents' neighborhood in another town where it wasn't saturated, and I sold my stuff off in about two hours.
0: Mm. I remember uh, I remember doing that when I was in the boys' choir, of all things, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, really, can you see I'm Ian really glad I in the got boys' choir? That. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh man! Uh,
0: but uh, when they started doing the uh, the the runathons, the marathon things, you know what I mean? Uh, did they do this when you were in school? The Mark? walkathons, the walkathon, runathon things, where you had to go out and you had to get pledges from people for every mile and that right, kind of for thing, for every lap or something like that. And then as something you something like that, the yeah. more laps you ran, the more the people would have to pony up for the school. Did you ever do this when you were a kid? Yes, boys?
2: yes, I did it with my son a few years ago in Florida at his school. Right,
0: I, hate I hated that crap, and uh, I just at, I think I probably did it when I was really young, went around with my parents, but it didn't take me long to just refuse. Like, I did not want to help my school. I did not want to run during the run-a-thon. I walked around during the, uh, the run-a-thon, and I did not get anybody except for my parents to sign up for the, uh, for the sign-up.
2: Sheet. Did you like gym class?
0: Mm, I, I, it was okay. In, in elementary school, it was fun, and it got progressively less fun as uh, as time went on.
1: Oh, All I, that I, stuff came to me for, through church. Because I went to church, and so we had... I see. Like, every three months, they had some new thing that it was that we were doing in order to... I don't, I don't even know what we were doing it for, raising money for the church, I guess. Yeah. I wasn't... I didn't really know or care why I was raising the money. I just went out and got a whole bunch of people to sign up and then went and collect their money, which I've been doing that ever since. But, you know... <laughs> yeah. At some point or another, I was just like, you know... I don't want to do this anymore. I, this. I just I just didn't want to do it yeah. for free anymore, I guess. Well, That's let's, how you learn.
0: Let's go back to uh, the one of the commenters on this article again, uh, the city of Fayetteville, and this could be coming to a city near you, encouraging kids to snitch out their parents and their neighbors. Okay, they aren't actually overtly encouraging the kids to snitch on their parents, but they are encouraging them to snitch on pretty much anybody else. Uh, one of the respondents in the comments area essentially saying, this is for the good of the community. You know, it's basically a commie. Uh, You would be mad, she says, because or he or she, calling themselves rational, you would be mad because it would bring down your property value if your neighbor had three foot tall grass next door. Because as you have expressed, it's all about you, remember? Most cities strive to get the public involved as much as possible, but it's people like you that think you are so above it all, and you don't even realize that you can make a difference in what goes on in your community. You don't even try, yet you badmouth it like you have first-hand experience. Can you believe it? somebody actually dares to uh, suggest they have control over the property or that they should have control right. over their property. You know, that's
1: really what it is. They're not get. you're not involved enough. We're trying to put it, get everybody together so that everybody's going to be on the same page on this so that everybody has nice, clean lawns you and know all our property values are good and you don't want to play along. You're, you're just you're above it all. You're a bad player.
2: First of all, have you ever known anyone to have three foot long grass?
1: Not known it, any of them. It the, does there, happen. There I have mean, been the I hermits. Did, I did know a guy that this, in fact, um, you know, he's like, I want to return my lawn to a natural state. Oh, dear God, I'm glad I'm not yeah. <laughs> living next to you. Well, well they do.
2: So, some In some places, All it's all the rage now, they call it xeriscape landscaping, yeah. where they use these grasses and so you don't have to mow and you don't mm-hmm. have to use a lot of water. And are those people going to get reported too because their lawn doesn't look like everybody else's?
0: Who knows? Uh, although, to answer your question about the 10-foot t- uh, the grass, they're really, or 3-foot uh, there was a story a few years ago back down in Florida where uh, where we come from that there was a guy who had something like ten foot grass. I mean, he wow. had been letting it go for a long time. You might be a redneck if you you're
2: a He just wasn't gonna. He just, found
1: a car. He was just not gonna do it. They'd he had a bad it, back or something, and and probably a bad brain to go with it. And they'd sent in plenty of violation notices, but the point is, it took the city ten
0: to fifteen years. To finally get around to, uh, getting around to doing something about it. So for all of the people that say this is for the good of the community, well, the city doesn't really care about the good of the community. They wanted this guy to sit on that for ten years so they could uh, you know, jack him. Yeah, we're gonna jack up the fines. finally take his house away. Right. So they didn't care about your property rights or your property values in the ten-year-long period that he had overgrown grass in his front yard. Yeah. They only wanted to cash in on it as the city. Yep. But yet this person says, It's obvious that the city has worked hard on this project for the benefit of the community. And in my opinion, it's quite creative. And if it gets children interested in the environment and their community, then what's the harm in it? Well, the harm is, madam or sir... That we're turning our kids into snitches. More on the way.
2: The snitching doesn't end there.
0: With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all of the features on the site. They are completely free. And that includes the listener map. You just go to map.freetalklive.com. You can add yourself to it. Or you can just surf around the world and see who else is a listener to the show at map.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it's totally free. Is there a little person that's important to you this Christmas? Give them financial literacy for Christmas. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. It's a great stocking stuffer and will be shipped to you by Christmas. Check out A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com. That is akidsjourney.com. All right, so uh, enough talking about kids in school and how they're brainwashing your kids, turning them into uh, little... Uh, automaton snitches for the state. We'll move on, and we'll talk about, uh, let's see, Mark, you wanted to talk about a poll that was done, right, about uh, this whole libertarian thing. Because we were talking recently about possibly the Libertarian Party maybe changing the name of the party because people don't get, they just don't get that word libertarian. Some of them think it means liberal. Some of them don't know what it means. Uh, It's confusing, apparently, to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I'm probably late on this bandwagon, but... um the 2006 election made me a believer. I I would like to see the Libertarian Party win elections. I am not a member other than like that sign up and be a free member thing, mm-hmm. you know, I I gave them my name so I'd get any kind of news, but I'm I'm a member of the Republican Liberty Caucus simply because I believe that's a more winnable solution. Um but I got this through my RLC discussion group. I got this uh, little bit of a uh, article from uh, TCSdaily.com. And um it says right here, one more bit from our post-election Zogby poll. We asked voters if they considered themselves to be fiscally conservative and socially liberal. Now, This is Zogby poll. Um, a whopping 59% said that they considered themselves to be fiscally conservative, socially liberal. What's that mean to you? That's essentially the definition of a libertarian. It's, it's somebody's definition. It's one yeah. that I, I stick to. I would consider myself to be fiscally conservative and socially liberal. Now when they when we added the uh, the question also added to the question also known as libertarian 44% still claimed that description. Hmm. Okay so it was 59% and then once you basically it was a 15% added, drop. Then. It was a 15% drop. 15% and it's it's um, Actually more than a 15% right, drop fi- but by the numbers. Well it's 15 they lost 15 percentage yeah. points but in fact it's a 25% right. drop. Right. Right. 25% of people, libertarians, got scared off, are scared off by the term libertarian, mm-hmm. will not claim the term libertarian. We need a new term. 25%. I totally agree. Five percent I don't
0: know what else to do. I mean, what else should, what, what should the term be? I'm open to ideas. I like Freedom Party. Yeah, but, uh, okay, but... The term libertarian is a self-identifier. I am a libertarian. Right. And we're not necessarily talking about the party per se here. Right. right. Because the party is just one but fraction the, of the, the party, entire
1: libertarian movement. The party has sullied the term, unfortunately. Um, to the sa-
0: maybe I don't know. It just maybe it just maybe the people are scared. I'm not saying the party did it on
1: purpose, but they lost a whole bunch of elections. How about the live and let live party?
0: I understand. Okay, I want to move on beyond what the party's going to be named, because we could just call the party the Liberty Party, if we wanted to,
1: or the Freedom Party, or I whatever. See. So what do you want to but call somebody what do you, who is a libertarian? What do
0: you call the movement? Because remember, the Libertarian Party is only a fraction of the entire pro-Liberty, Libertarian-esque movement. You've got think tanks, you've got uh, educational organizations, you've got the Libertarian Party, you've got the RLC, and these are all parts of the Libertarian movement. There's so also what the we,
2: Constitutionalist
0: Party, too. Those They don't count. They don't count. Right. They, uh, they, they they are not pro liberty. I see. They are more liberty oriented than maybe Democrats or Republicans in some areas. But uh, if you actually look at their platform, Wayne, you'll get some chills. They uh, they take very anti liberty positions on the drug war, on immigration, and those are just the two I can remember off the top of my head. But what do we change the name of the movement to? Because it's been the libertarian movement for years.
1: And uh, what do we call it? What do we start calling ourselves? I don't know. I mean. Uh, liberty is a great term, but then what is a person who purports liberty? Well, if they're not a libertarian, then what are they? How about freetarian? That's what uh, Val Venus has been calling himself. Uh, Sean Morley,
0: the uh, WWE uh, WWE's Val Venus. he's got his own website up now, blog uh, that I th- I believe he's calling himself the freetarian. Hmm. I don't know. You know, that's not it. Doesn't sound great, but then again, libertarian obviously isn't successful. Get People get freedom, right? I mean, I think when if you were to ask Americans if they want to be free, don't you think most of them would say yes, presuming they thought they weren't free? Of course, I think a lot of Americans think they are free, which, of course, is a
1: whole other problem. Big well, problem. Let, I talk to uh, advertising agencies for the show all, pretty much all day long, mm-hmm. trying to get people to advertise on Free Talk Live, and I have stopped using the term libertarian. People don't know what it means, and... If they do think they know what it means, they're confused. They have a bad um, definition of what it is, and I just I just don't use it anymore. You know, I'd I say that we're you know pro liberty, we're for more freedom, lower taxes, less government intrusion on people's lives. Mm-hmm. I just you know That's I use good. outline I, long, yeah I outline the the platform, and that way people don't have this uh, term that kind of sticks in their craw. I think that
0: um, you're right that the Libertarian Party might have been a factor in sort of blowing the term. But I think also another factor is probably people in the media. Like, for instance, think about people like a Neil Bortz. Now, Neil Bortz, he's a talk radio host. Mm-hmm. He's on 100 or something, uh, 100 something stations. He's a pretty big name in the talk radio business. And he loves to get on the air and claim that he's a libertarian. So when he claims in one breath or in one segment that he's a libertarian and may indeed be taking a libertarian position. He may be taking a libertarian position on uh, getting government out of schools. Or he may be taking a libertarian position on ending the war on drugs. These are two positions I've heard him take before. So there's no doubt that he holds some libertarian beliefs. But when he, in the next segment, starts talking about how he supports the Iraq War... Can you understand how that might destroy somebody's impression of what a libertarian is? Well, so, you know, I thought I was a libertarian until I heard this guy say he was a libertarian, and he wants to fight wars all around the world. I am definitely not. If libertarians think that way, I'm definitely not a libertarian. And then you've got a host like a what a Glenn Beck, for instance, Glenn who he I I read a Talkers Magazine interview with him where it's claimed that he's a um, libertarian-leaning individual. So he's getting on the air claiming he's libertarian, and he's not.
1: Everybody loves that term. Liber- right. You know, they, they'll just use it to mean fiscally conservative. That's essentially what libertarian. Um, that's how they're using it, fiscally conservative. But they don't stick to any of the socially liberal platforms. We should be we should be pleased, I suppose, to an extent
0: that people are adopting the term. Unfortunately, we can't control who adopts
1: the term.
2: Right. Yeah. And they're making, or how they use it. And they're using it, I think, to uh, position themselves as somebody who uh, isn't uh, in one of the, the- the two crowds. That's that, true. That they're yeah. independent thinkers.
0: Yeah, that's you're exa- you're exactly right about that. In fact, that's another point that uh, Glenn Beck, again, he's another talk show host that he emphasizes in the interview, is that he's in, he's independent minded and he doesn't you know go the uh, the way the Republicans want him to on everything. And that's uh, that's important for some talk show hosts because they don't they don't want to admit that they want to be Rush Limbaugh. And I'm not suggesting that that's what these guys want. But it's it's one way for them to uh, to identify themselves to separate themselves out uh, from the crowd. And you'll you'll also see it on television as well. Guests coming on TV shows identifying themselves as libertarian. Oh, I'm I'm of a libertarian mindset on that. Well, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. They don't actually have a real libertarian in the studio that they could turn to and say, well, is this guy actually a libertarian? And you know, get the uh, get the answer because people don't understand it. So we can't rebut this effectively. When a when a national radio host gets on the radio and claims he's a libertarian, all we can do is get on our show and say he's not. Well, yeah. that doesn't do any good to his listeners; they're not listening to us, but right?
2: Th- there are also people who are liberals who don't uh, agree with all the the liberal um, platform either. It's and, true, and then but there are conservatives
1: who don't agree with all the
2: conservative platform. But that's
1: not, but not the you, same. But when you um, it's not the same because uh, they're so pervasive. There's so many conservatives, so many liberals. Um, The terms used so often I mean when somebody calls um, Claims to be a liberal I have um, an immediate thought process As to what it is that they support And what they don't support Mine's probably better Because I deal in politics every day But um, you know So somebody can be imprinted With what a libertarian is By somebody who uses the term Erroneously Plus plus, unlike
0: liberals and conservatives You either are a libertarian Or you aren't you can be libertarian-leaning, you can be heading in that direction, but you can only be a libertarian if you adhere to principle, which is something the other guys don't have. And none of this is explained on national radio or television, so no wonder people don't understand. We're on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Call toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. And get interactive at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain in this, is the Wednesday edition. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8 toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. And learn about the AMP program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is simple. You send us 3 bucks a month. And again, everything on the website's free. So this is above and beyond all that. It's a totally voluntary option. And over 300 of our listeners, uh, 300 of them, have decided to become Free Talk Live Amplifiers. But they went to amp.freetalklive.com, learned about the program, learned about how we take the money in, and we turn it around into promoting the show. We get the show on more radio stations. We get more Internet listeners on board as well. And it makes a big difference for us. Really, it helps spread the message of freedom and liberty around the country and around the world. So if that's important to you and you want to get your hands on some perks like access to the Amplifier-only call-in lines, classic archives, the Amplifier-only forum, head over to amp.freetalklive.com and help us amp Free Talk Live. And get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, Attaining Economic and Personal Freedoms in America's Freest State. This three-day event, February 23rd through the 25th, will be held convention-style in historic Concord, with some of the program taking place in the state house, register now at freestateproject.org/libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org/libertyforum. Now, Mark, you told me that you actually got a, an email from one of our amplifiers since we're talking about.
1: I, I did, and it's um, I, they don't really like the way that we uh, handled that gal. It was a couple of nights ago, I guess uh, December eighth show, according to uh, Tuz. Um, about the, the gal said the f bomb on the air. Yeah, she was drunk. As a skunk. Well, she, she was. She was, she was as a little inebriated. Mm-hmm. But besides that, um, you and I had sort of discussed off-air previous to this that we wanted to implement a policy because we'd sort of been giving people one chance. You know, you say something. Right. You screw up. We'll say, okay, don't do it again. And then if you screw up again, we drop you. Right. And, you know, we're getting on more and more radio stations. And there is, a, believe it or not, an FCC regulation, um, you know, in place that we can get, it, you know, the radio station can get in trouble well can we or, read the email yeah I okay, guess so we're going to get into all this all right all right ian and mark listening to the december the 8th show one very disappointed to hear you hang, <laughs> hang up on that woman <laughs> i'll be a drunk who said the f-bomb on the air for someone who speaks so loud about free speech it was shocking to hear how quick you are to jump to the fcc regulations or did you you did not say FCC, but why else would it be so bad? Now I understand you have the Do we right. We have
0: to explain it every single time somebody gets on the air and drops a curse word? I I guess um look.
1: Um
0: yes, it is the FCC. It yes. is the
1: FCC, okay? Now, you can we can defend liberty in this one little area, the right of people to say S F C, a couple of
0: C's. You next Tuesday,
1: or we can talk about principles of liberty and freedom, because we can't do both, because yeah. we're going to be off the freaking air, the very, effing air, very quickly right. by playing around like that. Stations are not going to put their licenses, million-dollar licenses, tens of millions of dollars license, right, whether you like it or not, whether for you... what you think
0: is right or wrong, right, whether you like it or not, the radio industry is heavily regulated. And there are a bunch of moralists in the FCC that are more than happy, are going to be more than happy to slap people with fines if we encourage that sort of behavior. Now, I'd like to point out that we don't uh, – there there was no dump box operating uh, on that. No, we don't. So if a station wants to dump out of that, that's up to them to have a board operator sitting there to, to dump out. However – the reason why we can, uh, the reason why we do it in the way that we do, because we could uh, throw down the cash and have a dump dump machine installed. However, most of our callers um, play by the rules. Most of them are very good. The last time we had a curse word before this uh, drunken woman was actually a, a girlfriend of a cop that got on, got very ups- upset and emotional, and it doesn't happen very often. So when it does, we shut it down. We make it clear that we weren't uh, encouraging the behavior because if you mm-hmm. look at the FCC and you look at the rules and the and the regulations essentially they prevent you from pandering to the lowest common denominator right. in the audience. They don't want you getting on the air and playing George Carlin's the F bomb skit. You know everybody I mean most people are familiar with this. It's where he goes through all the different iterations of the F word mm-hmm. and uh, talks and it's very very funny. Um, but it is funny. But playing something like that on the air would very easily be judged by the FCC as uh, pandering to the lowest common denominator in that we are just trying to offend. We're trying to shock. Um, there's no artistic value, supposedly, in doing something like that. Now, you and I told a uh, Tuz, was it? You and I, Tuz, might disagree, you know, uh, with the I FCC disagree. on this. I think it absolutely is artistic to play uh, George Carlin's F-bomb thing on the air. But it's not what we do on Free Talk Live, and it's also not
1: something that, uh, you, we're just not I, that kind of show. Well, Let's look at, um, I, I get where you're going with it, Ian, but from a practical point of view, Tuz, we can talk about the F-bomb and we can talk about it for a very short period of time on mm-hmm. the 22 radio stations that we're on. And then Free Talk Live's gone. And then we're back out working in the real world. And you don't have a liberty-minded show, to, yeah. um, or maybe a podcast. But that podcast isn't going to pay our bills. And it's over. Or we can talk about principles and concepts of freedom and liberty. Yep. You may not like it. But I'm sorry. Listen to a podcast that talks about the F bomb and the S bomb. There's
0: plenty of podcasts where they talk, you know, they curse. I mean, hey. you
1: know, or maybe we but can we're put a radio one, show. maybe we can put one together for 1 hour a week we can talk about F bombs and S bombs. That's but not interesting to me. I don't I to don't, don't want to
0: talk about that. I said those words plenty of times when I was in uh high school. And it's not, you know, it's not a critical issue. We don't need to fight that particular fight. We've got all kinds of other different issues we can address on the airwaves here. And so I want to make it clear, we aren't pandering. And by the t- uh, by the time we've dropped that collar off the air, now that we've adjusted the rules, it's like one strike and you're out. Yeah, one strike, you're out. Sorry, don't say it.
2: Yeah. It's not personal, it's business.
0: Don't yeah. slip up. It's it's totally business. And it's really not because we could be fined by the FCC. Because we can't. Because a- as of now, we can't. They no. may change the rules. But, but the general managers of the radio stations and you said 22 it's actually 19 uh the general but we
1: managers some cable stations you're right
0: yeah i don't think they follow under the same rules they don't with the gms of those stations are the ones who are fiscally responsible the ownership of the radio station mm-hmm. so they're going to get PO'd. they are going to be very angry if uh something like that results in an FCC fine we're talking about with the new fines over $300,000 I don't want to be responsible for causing my uh my affiliates that sort of grief we want to be a show that they get to add to their uh their lineup and they don't really have to think about as far as you know problems are concerned yeah
1: it's we don't not, want to be the problematic morning show. No. Know? I mean, you know, that's it, it's not it's not going to get us put on the air on more stations. Sorry. Which is why you're amplifying Tuz. I mean, Tuz is,
0: says he's an amplifier, and I, recall, I
1: think he's one of our newer ones. Let me finish um, with okay. his email so he gets his full say here. However, uh, let's see. Now, I understand that you have the right, as a business owner, not to want people to use that language and can ask that or hang up on those who do not abide. However, I thought I heard you say can't, which she obviously can because... She did. Now, I'm not arguing about the semantics of her actually being able to say it. I'm trying to figure out why you jumped on her and made it sound so bad Um, she said that word. Can I hear your side of this? I'm hoping my thought process is wrong on this, and you can correct me. Oh, and I just heard Mark say, holy crap, which he thought was funny, (laughs) which I guess it is funny that I say holy crap. Um, Side note, you should be happy to hear that you're helping me change my thought process in these matters. I briefly thought of pulling my FTL amp donation to use my consumer powers, but did not. And that's fine and everything. And that's what you want to do. That's how the marketplace works. You vote with dollars. But now, um, the point is, is you can vote with your dollars for a show that's going to bring freedom and liberty and the concepts thereof to as many people as possible, or you can vote for a show that thinks um, that, that stands for people's right to say the S-bomb on the air. Your choice, does. And if he wants to pull his cash over uh, us not letting the S and the F-bomb on the
0: air, then that's fine, you know? Hey, go ahead, pull your it cash. Is. If you're one of the $100 amplifiers,
1: it's going to hurt. Yeah. But if you're one of the $3 it's, amplifiers, it's really, you know... It's really not going to hurt because we don't get any of the money. It I hurts mean, our, uh, our outreach to other radio stations. It, does, it hurts, hurts the it growth hurt, of the show. It hurts the growth of the show, and it hurts the outreach. But right. it's, it's not going to hurt from the uh, standpoint that, um, you know, I'm going to get any less money in my pocket to take home to pay my bills. I'm not.
2: Yeah, you know, I seem to recall that a few weeks ago when that girlfriend of the police officer called and used the S-bomb mm-hmm. twice... Twice, yeah. I can see why she you was guys. The reason we finally yes, changed. yeah, and I can't blame you for wanting to be a little more stringent about uh, and less tolerant of that because if I get a can. call,
0: if I get a call Monday morning after a weekend show where the I think that was what it was where the drunk lady let him so. out. I got a call Monday morning from a GM saying, uh you're done at the end of this week cuz we heard so you know, we got a call, we got a complaint from a listener. It doesn't necessarily take an FCC complaint.
1: No, it does. not it may we've just been, be a listener call. We've a lost a station. station over the word a-hole, which yep. we could you know, I've heard on the air plenty of shows um say sure. a program director decided whatever reasons he decided he used as yep. a as a reason for letting us go the word a-hole.
0: So, the full one
1: but yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm.
0: All right, it's been in here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. So if you're gonna pull your amp, pull your amp, uh, you know, we'll feel bad about it, but we're not gonna adjust the show um because you got offended.
2: Well, we Sorry. hope you stay.
0: We do too. Yes. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night online in the meantime, and you can curse up a storm on our bulletin board system at freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow night.